0: Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde.
2: Can I tell you what happened this morning?
0: Uh, You did not.
3: fucking shit.
2: So I wake up and I see a bunch of ants and for some reason, just seeing ants, like, crawling on something made me sick. And so I'm projectile vomiting on my trash cans um, outside of my own house. And I turn around and there's a woman in a red SUV and she's just watching me, just watching me throw up. It's the morning, you know, it's obvious I'm not drunk. I'm too old to have been out all night. My kid's in the car, I am at my own house. And I was like, oh, she's going to roll down her window and be like, are you okay? And then she just looks at me for a second and I look at her and then she drives off. She just stopped in the middle of the road to watch me barf
0: uh you were in plain view of the public street well no it was like i was puking
2: no i was puking in front of my house listen i have no Uh. control over what happens here i was just puking in front of my house i wasn't like puking off my porch i was puking away from the street away from the street she just
0: wanted to see the site yeah yeah
2: i was outraged i've been pissed off for like
0: hours (laughs) well what was she gonna do to assist it's just you wanted the offer that's all
2: Well, I want to, you when you're watching somebody go through like throwing up, it's an emotional thing,
3: you know, you
2: can't control yourself. It's disgusting. And then I find out I'm being fucking watched. I want to know, I want her to be like, how are you Do Are you okay? So I can be like, I'm pregnant. I'm not drunk. I'm pregnant. And then she drives off and then I go inside my house and then everything's fine. But no, now I'm just pissed off wondering why someone had to stop at the spectacle and then say nothing.
0: Speaking of i I watched uh, Team America earlier today. I forgot about the barfing scene in that
3: movie. I
0: don't even if, remember if it's, been don't so,
3: it's been fifteen.
2: Years. You
0: might have been reenacting Gary Barfing after his escapade at the at the bar in Team America. anyway. anything else on the uh, Barf episode?
2: No, that's all. get into the intro or whatever.
0: all yeah. right. great story. Compelling Ah, and rich. That was Uh, a
2: great story. Both compelling and rich.
0: Back to business. Before I forget, no call-in show next week, July 5th. Uh, We will enjoy the holiday time with our families. We hope that you will as well. The call-in show will return on July 12th. Sunday shows will not be interrupted over the 4th of July holiday. Uh, We'll be live as usual, both this weekend and next. So no interruption on Sunday. Just the one Wednesday off next week. Uh, other than that, it will be a call-in show as usual tonight. You guys know how it works, but if you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description on whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's slash contact Look for the call-in show question form. That's where we accept them to keep us organized. And it looks like we have email questions aplenty this evening. Oh,
3: so many emails.
0: We we may have to hustle through those, but uh, we will get to those in the last half hour of the show. Anything else before we hop into the calls?
2: Oh, okay. It occurred to me that on my trip to Japan, if I do a listener meetup there, I might be able to write off some of the trips.
0: Uh, definitely. Yeah, that would that would be above board business uh activity, I would think.
2: So if you are going to be in Kyoto, Tokyo, Osaka, anytime from September eighteenth to the thirtieth, or if you live there, please let me know and we will do an awesome listener meetup and we will take a lot of pictures going like this or whatever the Japanese do. Aw
0: that's yeah. the double peace sign thing remember most people listen to this in audio so they can't see
2: oh right double peace sign yeah. around your face so your face looks so small smol or it's like
0: their backward peace sign isn't that the middle finger in uh england or something i don't know i can't remember
2: I don't please let me know shoot me an email blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com we will set something up
0: well, normally, as most people who uh, listen to the call and show know, we give our last call of the month to our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces. But due to a scheduling conflict this evening, he is going to have first call no. because he needs to get out of here early. And for as much as I generally disliked uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I did find something useful out of it. And that was we got a nice little introductory clip for our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, otherwise known as... Tim.
4: By what name
5: are you known? There are some who call me Tim.
0: There are some who call him Tim. Tim. You get first call for once.
6: Hey, I know. And you know what? I'm going to take advantage of something that I've never, I sometimes do, rarely do because you've been asked like 10 times already in the day. How are you guys going? Ah. What'd you say? How Uh. are you
3: going?
2: Oh, how are we going?
0: That's an Aussie. Yeah. Thing.
2: What? What a weird thing to say.
0: Blonde's going very. How barfy.
6: are you? I don't know. I don't know How what are you? Weird How weird
2: are you going? No, this is not a Tim specific thing. Aussie says, "How are you going?" Oh, you
0: know
6: what? Forget it. Never mind. I,
0: I I understand. I I am going well, but blonde is going barfily.
6: I am. Um, that's well. You know what? You should be. You probably should be grateful for that because that means you're still growing a baby in there. So.
2: That's true. Every time I throw up, I say, thank you, God, for this blessing, this, this forgiving me life. No, seriously, though, I am I'm actually pretty grateful. It's reassuring. It's all very reassuring.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: How you doing, Tim? What's up, Tim? How are you
6: going? Not so bad. Well, now I'm regretting if you're just going to start using my name like five times <laughs> in that conversation.
2: I like the name Tim. It's a, it's a strong male name. Easy Not to overused. Say.
6: Yeah.
2: It's easy to say.
6: Yeah, I uh, you know what? Thing is, I'm firstly apologies for being unprofessional this week and not only nicking off, but also having a crappy mic. I think my mic has died. So sounds fine to me. What did you, you say? See nicking, off?
0: Yeah, wait,
6: yeah, nicking off?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nicking going off. Going away. Going.
6: Up. What the? Yeah. buggering off. Going. Going somewhere. Leaving. N-
0: Nick he said the n word.
6: Yeah. Okay. okay, I'm going to stop using Australian words because apparently you guys don't understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's,
0: all right. It's not your fault. It's yeah, a, this, is we're very, o- this is a very Aussie call. These are terms I've yeah, never yeah. heard before.
6: True. Okay. Uh, but I think i did something probably um, just a bit more positive so I'm not getting myself all riled up before I go to an interview and, and get myself in a big huff. Um I'm not asking this to necessarily um say that you are committing to this answer it's more hypothetical following up from an email I asked you guys a few weeks ago and probably a couple of months ago about what you would want to do if you ever came to Australia what would it take to get you guys to actually come out here just hypothetically Oh.
2: oh my gosh um I would love to and I don't think it would take much I don't think it would take much the problem is that the flight from america is brutal it's like isn't it 20 hours from west coast oh
6: yeah it's like 76 hours you have to yeah you, know, you have to go through a wormhole and go to another dimension <laughs> to get yourself here it's got a bunch weird. of
2: spiders and yeah, yeah it's,
6: it's difficult <laughs> yeah.
2: that is why we chose to go to japan instead of australia because the flight's only about nine hours
6: it's that so, much further
0: really i would have thought they'd be pretty close but i guess not yeah going to there's we're a lot of north south away. though we're... going to australia
6: we're often we're often lumped in with asia so i can't imagine it's that that much shorter
2: yeah it's it's much shorter i don't i don't know what it is i guess it's but, direct yeah, seattle okay. japan um my parents went to australia a few years ago and they just will not shut up about it to this day it was like the best trip of their entire lives they just talking about how clean it is how friendly every, everyone is how the food was so good and and they had just a Fantastic time. So I, I do want to go. The second baby is kind of throwing a wrench into things, though. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's um,
0: more a financial question than anything. Because if you're going to go to Australia, you have to dedicate like two weeks' time. You're not you going go yeah, to go yeah, no, for a so. weekend or something. And so it's a question of how could I go and number one afford the trip and or you know make the financial band aid to cover two weeks of not working do you have a setup there to work while you're there? But then if you're going to Australia just to work, what's the point? You so, don't want to work yeah. and you don't want to travel uh, with
2: internationally with all your stuff. I've done it before. It's a
0: Yeah. I'd have to like, I would just have a setup, like buy a setup to be there. If you were going to, maybe you go for a month or something and you just live there for a little while, but I don't want to do, if I'm going to go all the way to Australia, I am not going to sit inside of some makeshift studio space. Like I already have here and not enjoy what, that place is a little bit
2: of time a week though to yeah. do that. The real question just is you go, to Perth, <laughs> you go to Perth.
0: Should you
6: go to Perth?
0: oh yeah, oh, the western side?
3: Yeah.
6: I mean, I'm just trying to think what you'd do. That, I mean, it depends on probably what your purpose of coming here is because I think Perth in general is considered quite nice in some parts, but I don't know if there's a lot of touristy stuff to do.
3: Okay.
6: Like if it's if it's you coming here to go, oh, well, this looks nice. Well, I mean, you can do that probably somewhere in America, um, whereas you come here. I know Matt mentioned he would, wouldn't mind going to Australia Zoo, and there is a lot of interesting, interesting animals you'd get there, and, and um, I'm pretty sure you can do hugging a koala at Australia Zoo, stuff like that. I have to connect um, to Steve Irwin spiritually oh
0: if I'm going to go. Hugging yeah, a yeah.
6: koala?
2: Yeah, that sounds awesome. They're so lazy, yeah. right? They just like like lay on Yeah,
6: pretty much. Well, apparently, I can't remember whether it's drunk or stoned. Apparently, there's something. It might be drunk because I think the um, eucalyptus leaves that they eat tend to ferment, and so they kind of get drunk and they're a bit, hmm. you know, so a bit out of it. But yeah,
2: what a weird animal! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm in.
6: But I was just curious out like, and I get I get that for you, man, and especially because I know you're very um, driven to make sure that you keep consistent with your schedule and in terms of. You know, I mean, you could maybe cut out your weekly um, sort of piece-to-camera sort of videos, but I know you probably wouldn't want to do that. I mean, time-wise, it would work really well, because it would be just middle of the day here, so you could kind of um yeah, your I work. Just, Although it might I just don't want to work at Sunday. all if
0: I'm there, though. It's, uh, it's like, why, yeah, why yeah, am I putting that, up the I'm expense if I'm going there to work? So, I don't know. One of these years I am due, because I haven't taken, I haven't taken a, a major vacation really ever? ever in my adult life. I mean, I take... We take little mini vacations even our honeymoon we got sort of robbed of a honeymoon because of coronavirus God. we could we wanted to go to hawaii couldn't really do that and so we had a nice honeymoon in state here in montana and it was great i'm not complaining but it's not exactly what we planned because what we planned is too dangerous so even then it, it didn't really happen so Eventually one of these years, and maybe it'll have to be once once we've had all our kids and they are of the age to enjoy it. I'll have to plan yeah. you know, I'll just have to build that into my schedule. Like we're gonna do a month long summer vacation once and we're yeah, yeah. we're just gonna figure that out financially. If you if you start planning for it ahead of time, it's not that hard to
6: achieve. Yeah, but I think there's some interesting stuff that we have here that would be worth kind of checking out and stuff. I know my parents did a, a big trip around a lot of australia and um one place in particular i feel like would be interesting but i just feel like i'm not claustrophobic but i'm like i feel like this would worry me out in the middle of the desert basically underground hotel rooms i basically dug out the um the desert you know ground and and put them underneath so that it's you know really well insulated nice and cool you're not in the you know hot sun and stuff and it's like those look really interesting, but I feel like maybe I would develop claustrophobia in those sorts of places. You know? Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, well, any last words from me before we let you go?
6: Uh, no, no, I think, I think that's about it. Just, um, just to yeah, say, as I have probably haven't said for a couple of months, because I haven't, you know, I don't often get a last word. You guys kind of need to move on. Uh, I appreciate everything uh, you've kind of entrusted me to do. Really enjoy working with you guys. Uh, for anyone wondering about me going for a job interview, it shouldn't generally interfere with my work on the show. I should be around for most of it. Might have to take the occasional week off. Which, That's you know, okay. You're, you're going right. to
0: okay. you're gonna have to tell them, do you have any idea who I am and whose time you're trying to buy here? And uh, make yeah. your priorities clear that
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have loyalties to the call-in show first and foremost. No, we're... um. We're glad to hear of new opportunity for you. And of course, we appreciate all the help you've given us in making sure this is a smooth production.
6: Yeah, yeah. i and I did my best and you know, pretty happy with the way things go most weeks. So, yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, good luck. Uh, I wish you the best in the interview.
6: No worries. Thank you. I'll uh, talk to you guys in a few weeks. Bye.
0: That is our Do- one and only quasi-employee,
2: I know. Tim. It makes me feel so famous. Do people ever treat you like you're famous?
0: Uh no no
2: it's never um, happened it, this happened for like the first time on Instagram this week this chick she's like I'm so starstruck that you responded to my comment or whatever and then I I responded to it while I was pooping I was like <laughs> if you only knew how ordinary did you I, say
0: that you did not disclose that on Instagram I
2: didn't disclose that but I was yeah. just thinking like it it just it gives me cognitive dissonance and like imposter syndrome to yeah. think that anybody in the world even one person thinks that about me well every You're once wrong, in a while. Wrong.
0: You, I I know that calling into this show can give people the it can make people a little bit nervous, which I fully understand it's it's not easy just to go on someone else's platform and and speak uh, on the Internet in a way that you might not be accustomed to. So I guess there's a little bit of it there. And then um, every once in a while, every once in a while, when I meet someone in person, very rarely someone will recognize me just, you know, out in the world, maybe a couple times a year at the most. Yeah. And then every once in a while, someone rolls through town and they want to meet up and get coffee or something like that. And I think for some people, there's a little bit of of nerves, um, but that's kind of, I, I don't really take that as like a, a, a quote unquote celebrity thing. It's, it's almost like,
2: maybe it's just know, social it's, anxiety.
0: It's just like you're, yeah, meetings, knowing someone on the internet and meeting them in person are just very different things. And it's true so, because
2: they're like the first time I talked to Stephen Molyneux, I, I was like,
0: it's weird oh. to see an internet person in the flesh.
2: Well, I've never met him in the flesh, but the first <laughs> time I talked to him, I was like so, so starstruck. Hmm. Maybe we all do it and we probably shouldn't, because everybody's lame and boring in their real
7: life.
0: Okay, let's uh let's try outlaw justice. Outlaw justice, are you there?
7: Yes, sir. I am here. How What's, are you guys? Hi, we
0: you're well. What's on your mind?
7: Oh, I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. Ooh,
0: well, thanks for calling. Are you me. nervous? Thank you for taking my call. Do you think we're super famous? <laughs> Don't answer any <laughs> <of> this <those laughs> question.
7: <laughs> um, I had a question, and I really liked where, I think it was Mighty Sebastian was going a couple weeks ago. So I kind of like to take that baton okay. he had and then pick it up and kind of go in that same direction he was going. I have a question for you guys. I, this probably has been asked before, but what do you think about women asking men out?
2: That's, that's
7: that reverse dichotomy of the traditional roles.
0: Yeah,
7: I'm curious what you guys think about that.
2: I'm fine with
3: it. I think it's fine. Yeah, uh,
0: I—that's never happened to me. I, I've never, never. had. Never. I've never had a woman straight up ask me out on a date. I think that women try to drop their hints. In fact, my wife dropped her hints that I didn't pick up on for weeks at a time. Uh, but I've never had someone be that direct. Uh, and I'm trying to think, I mean, I don't know that, that I would say no simply because there was an explicit ask, but I think as a man, I would take that as a cue. Like, okay, this woman is interested. And I, because I, I, Either I didn't pick it up, pick it up in the first place or because I wasn't thinking of it in this way. I have now dropped the leadership ball momentarily. And so I need to pick up that leadership ball and play that role from here on out. I don't know that it would turn me off necessarily, but I would I would find myself in need of a mindset adjustment, if that makes sense. I wouldn't want her taking that much of a leadership role throughout the relationship, I guess is what I'm saying.
7: Yeah. I know whenever I've been given the advice of being a strong and empowered woman, but either by my mom or, you know, a friend at work or school, and I tried it at, for some reason. And I tried like four or five times. It always ended up, it, this is my own experience, a man usually had a, a girlfriend already. I'm like, oh, well, there's probably a reason why he wasn't, you mm. know, asking me out. And it kind of seemed like he was trying to use the kind of interactions with me as sort of an ego boost. And I never, he never like would divulge that he had. I've known guys like that. that. I've definitely
0: known guys like that who are married or in a serious relationship who just, and I've actually had friends say that to me explicitly. I just want to know that I could. And there's a certain, there's a certain male satisfaction that goes along with that. I don't know that that's not a game that I play personally, but I think there's maybe something related to the male instinct there, where it's just like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't want to dominate everyone. I just want to know that I could. Is basically what he's saying.
7: I've seen that with um, a couple times married men. I'm like, what? What are you doing? And I, I'm not used to looking at rings until like a couple years ago. And then there was one guy in um, my office. It looked like he was trying to test where he could go because i was new in the office like oh this new person's here and then he was literally just passing me in the cubicle aisle and he was trying to like trace me with his head as i was sitting down and then i looked at his ring (laughs) and i'm like what are you doing oh no
2: (laughs) what a douche i
7: I cannot i I don't like it when married guys do that it's extremely repulses me and I never, I, it's not a, it's not in my nature to reciprocate behavior like that. And I think they can sense that, and they're very, they don't like the kind of I, I closest word I can think of is rejection mm-hmm. for what could have been, and they get very mean about it. But yeah. that's just um, my personal experience. Yeah, I don't but know. I wanted I... To ask
0: that's uh, it's not a trait that I necessarily have because I I was relieved to be out of the dating market to be honest I I I don't want anything to do with that anymore I don't so I don't I don't personally get a lot of kicks uh, of from like trying to flirt with women or something like that in fact I do the opposite it's like now that I'm a taken man and I I have a family and I have what I'm looking for I really avoid that in fact I tend to be I think much colder with women than. Then I don't know, just, I guess, people in general, or, or men, or whatever. I just don't want the impression that I'm being flirtatious in any way, so I tend not to joke as much. I tend to just be more straight to the point. Um, I, I don't think I'm being hostile, but that is not in my nature to try to, try to, like, woo some, some woman other than my wife, or something like that, just for the, just for kicks.
7: I understand. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. The, the other stuff that these people do does not make sense to me, but that's just me. Um, do I have time for one other question? Yeah, sure. I know you guys want to Yeah. Um, what in your guys' opinion is a good way to convince a man to move into his settled down stage?
3: Hmm.
2: I don't think the women can do that. I don't think you could convince a man that like he's ready to settle down. But if you're already dating the guy, being like, I'm going to go date somebody that's more serious about marriage. Yeah. That works.
0: Yeah. I suppose if, if I was, if I was uh, still a dating man and that was said to me, um, I, I would think I would take that seriously. The mistake I made early is not being serious about those conversations to begin with. Every mm-hmm. dating relationship you have should have a purpose and a goal. Right. And if you haven't established that from the start, I don't know what situation you're in, outlaw. But if you haven't, um, if those terms are not agreed upon from the beginning, I think you're already starting off on the wrong foot. That you, you should share that objective day one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and if you don't, then I, I would agree with Blonde that you shouldn't shy away from uh, leveraging that, I guess. But it's not just to get him to move; it's to make sure that you're on the path toward what you want. That's and the if thing. He, you have to be serious about
2: it. Like chicks that are going to do this to their boyfriends or whatever, they can't be like, I'm going to date somebody else. And then just like, wait, you have to actually go. Yeah. Date other people. I, I have, have seen
0: women do the. Uh, try to try to just hassle him into getting serious and then the empty promise that he's going to get serious in an undefined amount of time. And guess mm-hmm. what? He never gets serious. He keeps playing Xbox and uh, you know wasting time, not giving her marriage and children.
3: Yep.
7: I've definitely, I've definitely noticed um, whenever I, I try to put the hard questions out there first or stuff that would be like a, a hard line or something really controversial, like, oh, I didn't take the COVID shot or, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, something like that. And they're like totally for it. And they, they kind of say that they're, yeah, I'm totally in it for marriage or something. But then they kind of do these other things like uh, posting like a picture of them in their bed or something like this is what? clearly not somebody that I would think is, is serious about that. It's like, but they, they initially would say that they are for the, I don't know if they're disagreeing with me. Just well, there's they think
0: cynically, it. there might be a male strategy of saying the things that they think you want to hear for achieving certain ends too. Mm, you know, yeah. if I, if I say the right thing, I get what I want is, is maybe the strategy. I don't know.
7: Well, that makes sense. Well, thank All you guys right. for your
0: time. Yeah, thanks for calling in, and uh, and and good luck in your endeavors if you're still navigating this sort of situation.
7: Well, thank you. All need it. Appreciate it, guys. Everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, hey, guess who's calling in? It's Putin. No. Putin, hello, hello. Will you will you clear up exactly what happened with this Prigozhin guy and uh, the Wagner group? What what,
8: what was it? Yeah, boy? just oh, tell geez. us what your plan was. So my stand-in, anyways, just want to get that straight. My stand-in, he did most of that, but uh, I also don't like how he said, "Oh, we're just going to let the traitors go home." Yeah, like the U.S. didn't even do that. They're still going after people that peacefully protested.
0: That's true. I didn't think about it in that context, but yeah, Putin was more forgiving than Joe Biden and the and the DOJ to his uh, to his supposed enemies.
8: And these guys were coming after Moscow, supposedly.
0: Yeah, that's that's why China. I think it's a, a bunch of crap. It's because there's no way that if it was a, a real January 6th that Putin is letting him go like that. But not that <laughs> right. January 6th was a real January 6th. But you get what I'm saying. Um, that would
8: have been the real January 6th, the <laughs> Russian January 6th. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, uh, I assume you probably didn't want to talk about those matters. But uh, what what's on your mind?
8: I today had a i've got bing wallpapers okay every once or every day they give me a new fucking wallpaper uh and it's always of like some landscape or like animals or like close-up of some plants or you know some kind of cool image
0: today it was generally speaking for pride Month. today was was uh
8: no it was a bunch of uh pride flags at the end of the month i thought we escaped all this isn't uh, Bing a Microsoft
0: date? property? Am I wrong? Yes. On that? It is a Microsoft okay, property. Okay, because I fired off my PC, and I had heard people saying this, but I never saw it. I'm still running Windows 10 on this computer that streams this oh, show. Bing
8: Wallpaper is a secondary application from Microsoft? I don't run Bing uh,
0: Wallpaper, but I'm just running, you know, normal Windows. And all of a sudden on the search bar, in the task bar down there, there's like a oh, prism. Jesus. There's like a trans flag prism with a rainbow going through it. What the fuck? it's June 28th. This wasn't on my computer until now. Why is this here? And why can't I delete it? And the only thing I can do is, is click it and bring up a bunch of pride month news that I didn't ask for.
8: Right. I just wrote them in. I, I, the one thing, the one time in my life that I sent some feedback was basically, uh, about, uh, I don't know if I can say this. You guys are on YouTube, so I can't really say this, but, uh, K the something, you know, Uh, (laughs) uh, basically along the lines of I I interpreted uh, that.
0: Okay, commit and act upon yourself is
8: what you're saying. uh,
0: Or uh, what what K word are you talking about? Maybe I was right the first time and missed it. This like anyway,
8: all I'm saying is if they keep pushing this stuff, normal people are like they they're so afraid of fascism. Normal people are going to start begging for it to make it stop. Oh yeah, and when when there's when there's you know tall buildings and and people waving flags, uh, I feel like those are like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I know
0: they've gone together well in other parts of the world. I've heard uh, that it's a, an exotic food combination.
8: <laughs> yeah. Exotic food combination. Yeah. Yes. So I wrote them a nasty little little letter and I haven't gotten any like uh response from that yet. They no. never do respond. I wonder it's... I wonder I wonder if I will. No, I've gotten responses in the past really? about certain things. What do they say? Uh uh just hey, thank you for your feedback. I didn't even get that. Uh there was one time they, they asked for like uh ticket numbers because something actually was messed messed up. Uh and their feedback, actually, if, if you have an actual problem, they'll get back to you. But apparently this isn't an actual problem. I don't like the propaganda being pushed on to stuff that I paid for. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see it. And I should be able to opt out. I don't want to see that crap. Yeah.
0: As far as I'm aware. Well, I guess, I guess you could opt out by removing Bing
8: wallpaper. But <laughs> uh... yeah, well, I didn't even know that that was going to be an avenue that they pushed it on. I just, just don't understand what,
0: why did Microsoft, it seems both of our experiences are consistent with Microsoft deciding in the last couple days that they were going to do this. Why? What, why are they, they didn't late for it?
8: like most of the month? Yeah. Why are they late and to then, it? And
0: then why are they doing it after they've seen what happened to Bud Light and the rest of these companies?
8: Oh, ho, ho. We got to get my ESG score. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, what I would expect, they, like... <laughs> well, I guess Bill Gates isn't involved with the company anymore. Right. But I would expect him to be doing this kind of nonsense, but. <laughs>
8: I would. Yeah, that's exactly right. I would expect Bill Gates of all people to be like, well, we need to make sure that our, uh, executive of diversity (laughs) inclusion and ruining my company. uh, I'm
0: not, uh, uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm laughing at this headline in the pride month news feed that Microsoft is delivering me unsolicited headline Newsweek. pride month marked by unprecedented backlash. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I agree. There is a lot of backlash. Uh, there should be.
8: Here's my conspiracy theory with that. I think that they are pushing it to the point where they're trying to make people angry so that people have something to focus on and be angry hmm. about. And uh, they want to normalize it. And this is the easiest way to normalize it. Because yeah. if everybody's thinking about it and everybody's mad at it, then the next generation just moves on like, oh yeah, no, trans stuff. That's, that's, that's always been there. It's always been part of our, my life. Like when I started realizing uh like in my late twenties, how much of the stuff that i I was getting angry about had happened in the past, like in the seventies and and in the sixties, I was like, "Oh my God, history repeats itself, and yep. it's true yeah but this is this is what it's all about. It's just getting it out there as much as possible. Good news, bad news, it's all the same thing.
0: Hmm. like well, Trump,
8: bad news is good news,
0: I guess so, yeah. Uh do you have any other thoughts before we let you go?
8: Yeah. Uh if you're looking a vacation somewhere and you want it to be exotic, I hear that uh that Russia has uh really cheap flights and really nice places to stay for for uh for a good deal.
0: I'm going to take the next uh, Titanic sub actually. <laughs> Their the discount <laughs> is deep and so I'm going to I'm going to seize on that.
8: Uh, Did you hear that? Peace out found- guys. <laughs> have a good oh.
0: night. Uh, you're free to chime in on this if you want. Uh, speaking of the Titanic sub, they uh, they found human remains in the debris. They pulled up some of the debris and they what? found an undisclosed type of human remains in the Titanic sub debris. Ooh, I
8: bet it was gnarly. They're
0: gonna have medical I bet professionals they were all... look at
8: it. I bet none of those people got on there of their free will.
0: It I seems like that one that. teenage kid, that 19 year old, he uh, he had some objections, but not enough objections apparently. What a pleasant!
8: <laughs> All right, man. Thanks I'm gonna for. Your send you, I'm going to send you guys a Logitech controller for for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just
0: just to keep the meme alive. I should run this show with a Logitech controller somehow. I don't think it would suffer that much. There's got to be a way. It's like if people were able to play first-person shooters with the Guitar Hero controller. There's a way oh, to to run this stream. Up your
8: soundboard to
0: it. Yeah, there's got. It may be. Maybe I'll just have a Logitech controller and I'd only have. I guess like. A handful of uh, of sounds connected to it, but I could press those four buttons to make it happen. There's got to be a way to to make that happen. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, all right. See you, man. All right, peace out. Okay, we are due for a break. Already? Over on Rumble, already, indeed. JD1492, blonde Owen is on with Chrissy Mayer right now. Would be cool if you swung by and said hi in the chat. Is that live okay. as we speak? Uh, on Chrissy Mara's I would assume. It sounds like he's on her show. But uh, but Bert says, hey, Majagas, My chats are typically aimed at both of you. Is Blonde leaving early tonight? That will have an effect on my comments. Thanks for the sanity safe space. Um, we don't necessarily have a plan on that, but given the volume of email questions, I could imagine that I might close out chat tonight depending on the volume. But uh, that's up to you and what your obligations may be.
2: I gotta be done at eight thirty.
0: So, we might we might have some some uh, holdover chats, Bert. I would say it's a strong possibility. He says there's a slim possibility I would totally fanboy over either of you if I ever met you, but I would like to think I would be relaxed and cool. I'll do uh, what I can to simp uh, to be simp free if I ever do. Um, yeah, I've never in in all the people I've met in real life, I've never had somebody be completely weird. It's just you know you you kind of get a sense of like. When people are being too careful about what they're what they're saying. I suppose I'm guilty of that myself, but it's like they they're being too nice, you know, which is a it's a great that's a great problem to have. But people, when they meet you the first time, it's like they don't they don't want to risk pissing you off or something like that. So they're why. Yeah. Well, pissed off is blonde's default. So you, you anything otherwise would be out of character. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Bird also says I look at the Russia Ukraine conflict the same way I look at Depp and Heard. Fuck 'em. They're both atrocious characters, and I don't give a fuck about either one. One may have wronged the other. Fuck both. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm like in, necessarily a fan of either. The difference with Russia and Ukraine to me, and I'm not excusing Russia. Russia's done. I think Putin is a generally bad guy with whom I would not want to associate. That said. Um, Putin is not raiding my country's wallet in the same way. And that is very, very annoying. Yeah. So that's what uh, it, that's not the only thing that bothers me about Ukraine. The things that bother me about Ukraine is how it's constantly propagandized as some beacon of freedom when, in fact, it is not at all. I, I read a little bit, take it with a grain of salt because I haven't looked into it in detail, but Zelensky and or the government of Ukraine is uh Is banning Russian literature or Russian books something to that effect? What freedom? That's a shining beacon of liberty for all.
2: Yeah, no one, no leftists give a crap about that. But I have to learn about how Hitler burned totally legitimate, totally legitimately burned books that deserve to be burned, like every year in school growing up.
0: Well, we don't know. What if they were Russian books about transgender (laughs) procedures? Okay, it's possible. Addicted to drums. Thanks. No, thank you. Appreciate your support for the show. Uh, we're good on D Live over on Odyssey. Schindler's Fist. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! G A W D. That horrible German Magnus Hirschfeld is responsible for all of your child mutilation. Oh God! Oh God! Indeed. Uh, he says that. Uh, well, uh, he says that a certain Middle Eastern country is responsible for many things. That's what he has to say. Lebanon. <laughs> the, the Lebanese are, are always, they're at it again. Schindler's fist. Thank you for your support for the show. Oh, uh,
2: I'm supposed to do something now. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, let's catch uh, up with Tippi on YouTube. MX2D says, forget about Timberline and Old West. Where are the scents, salty tears, and secluded prison showers?
0: I was trying to be broadly marketable in my first go of the soap. Um, secluded prison showers. I'm not sure would sell well. Salty tears might though.
2: Oh, okay. Fine. Chris guard. I've been deprived of information about fountain of pens of late. I'll show you a <laughs> terrific. Well of wisdom on fountain pens, a well of wisdom. I see what you did there on fountain pens and why they're important. The West has fallen. Billions must write. <laughs>
0: We used to have... We're not doing uh, this again. God, what was I'm the not doing this What was his name? I, I I do a disservice to him by forgetting his username, but he would call in and he would mention fountain pens every single call. And Chris, uh, at that one I point somebody did send me some high quality fountain pens. And uh, and to this day I still have them in this desk and in the junk drawer out in the kitchen. And whenever I need to sign something or uh, you know write down an address on an envelope or something... I have been converted to a fountain pen user by the audience. So it lives on through me, even if we don't discuss it regularly.
3: Oh, God. Okay.
2: Greg Williams, you and the right need to get past the abortion issue. The only reason you think it's murder is because you've been fed a bunch of religious propaganda about it. Please don't allow the Christians to speak for the entire right. For God's sakes, Ben Franklin used to write articles telling people how to perform abortions at home. Articles that caused zero controversy. The framers considered it a private thing. So should we, lest we fall into a religious dictatorship. That is such a stupid take, but a dumb take. Like the hill that you're willing to die on is um, to to kill an unborn child because like, that's so important to you. This is just a cope so that dudes can indiscriminately fuck women and have no consequences and women can be whores and have no
3: consequences.
2: Like no Uh, moral obligation. It's not
0: from, it's not from the constitutional framers that I get this idea. It's not even necessarily from Christianity Per se, although I am curious about that, but the fundamental moral concept of the universe, the the foundational principle, the premise on which we built our entire moral framework is that human life has inherent value and inherent purpose. If I delete that, we have moral nonsense and chaos and I can make the same argument. Well, historically, cultures have committed indiscriminate murder and nobody really batted an eye. So you've been propagandized into believing that murder is wrong. No, there's something wrong about murder.
2: I don't look to Ben Franklin for my oh, all of my windows just closed. Oh my wow. god. Are we still live? I'm not on Discord anymore.
0: Well you are uh <laughs> you're you're still in Zoom, so that's all we need, I guess.
2: Oh great. Okay. Yeah. Let me reopen everything. Um I don't look to Ben Franklin for like my sense of morality or whatever. He had syphilis and he was just going to French hookers constantly. Like of course he's gonna be the kind of person that's like, uh, you should have abortions. He was amoral.
0: Yeah, I, I- Of course, I appreciate your support for the show and your thoughts, Greg, but I think we've been propagandized to believe the opposite, to believe that life is something that we as humans can define ourselves and define it away from morality. Well, that that wasn't a life because it was only 10 weeks old or because I don't think you have to reach X stage of development, something like that. which is all
2: arbitrary. That's propaganda
0: as far as I'm concerned. But
2: Um, what a stupid take. Thank you for the
0: thoughts. Well, no.
2: two dollars. Thanks for your support. <laughs> no. Your stupid take, Greg Williams.
0: Stop. Stop. You're you're always welcome to challenge and your your support for the show is very much appreciated. I don't this
2: abortion uh, thing, though. I just don't understand why people want to die on this hill. Like, is it so important to you? Is it so? And how could this be a private matter anyway? We make the preservation of life a legal matter in every other way. And yeah, if country. a guy kills his and wife suddenly,
0: in his home he, next door, is that a private matter?
2: Yeah. And suddenly, um, if it's your own child, your, your unborn child, it's not a life, and it's a private matter. The argument's so fucking stupid. If it's not a human life, what is it? Are you growing a tree in there? Are you growing a dog? No, it's a, it's a human life. This is so stupid. Oh, Team Thank America you,
0: Obviously, you prompted a lot of thought, which uh, is appreciated. Thank you for that.
2: Um, also, I'm pregnant, so the
0: hormones are raging They just they really are i'm doing i'm doing my best to mediate greg i appreciate your thoughts.
2: team america said i had a barfing scene i know i guess i should watch it i totally forgot i have to do that um did you already read these dancing israeli ones
0: no that's the same one i read over on odyssey but i guess it came through
2: dancing israeli you said this three times on youtube and on odyssey Odyssey. so I'm sure that you want some of that money back. Shoot us an email and we'll uh, we'll refund you. Um, the Japanese, the blonde is the hottest thing to hit our country since the Hiroshima fires. Ooh. ooh. Yikes. Um, have you seen Japanese women? We should circle back.
0: All right. Thank oh. you, guys. Appreciate your support for the show and your thoughts. Uh, we'll come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Um,
2: I'll have to
9: just circle back with you. in Discord? Yeah, okay.
0: 88M. 88M. You're good to go if you're ready.
9: Uh, I have an announcement from uh, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Call Our uh, fill
0: in uh, call screener. Also, Australian. We, we only hire Australians. It's what an entire... weird
2: Australian uh, thing is he going to say to it's us? It's an
0: Australian conspiracy that we have yes. you know, running this show. Yeah.
9: If you have any complaints, uh, mention him, not dangerous places. So mention Jimmy. Oh,
0: okay. Ah, as in if you're on uh, Discord.
9: Yeah, on Discord. Yeah. On Discord. Just for the evening. He's him.
0: he's filling in while uh, Tim Dangerous Spaces takes off to do his interview. Yes. Well, what's so, on your mind?
9: Uh berries.
0: Fairies? No, berries. What's oh. your favorite berry? Berries.
2: My favorite berry. Um, you can't beat like a really good ripe juicy blackberry I also love Marion berries
0: Marion berries what do you want a Portlandia episode
2: I love I've only had them like a few times they almost never come through here and they are so
0: isn't that a Pacific and, Northwest and huckleberries are really good too huckleberries are, are pretty legit um, but I, I I don't know I think my appreciation for huckleberries is just uh, a loyalty to this part of the country or this part thing. of the world it's, it's only yeah it's like a regional pride uh, I got to go with the classic strawberry. There is no beating oh, a top yeah, tier strawberry. Raspberries, honorable are, mention. Yeah. Blueberries, blueberries perfectly acceptable, yeah. but strawberries, top tier strawberry, oh. as good as it
9: gets. Oh, Blueberries are amazing. Hmm. Definitely frozen blueberries. Those are amazing.
2: List of berries. This can't be what you wanted to talk about. I don't know. Maybe you just really. Uh,
9: I was, I was picking blueberries today. Oh, uh, taking blueberries but it brought me back to the sense of when I was when I was growing up I, was, I grew up on a farm so we had blueberry bushes we had black raspberry bushes you know and then there were wild blackberries around the farm premises mhm and I come in to give you wonderful parents advice of course It plant berry bushes around your property yeah your children so that you know, they can go outside and have berries on demand. I have look you ever had my...
2: kiwi berries?
9: Kiwi berries? Yeah.
2: They're really weird. They're they're uh tiny they're grapes, but they're tiny kiwis.
0: Also called a hardy kiwi. H A R D Y.
2: Yeah. They're really weird. I, I found them at my grocery store like kiwis are two awesome. years ago. So if
0: they taste like kiwis, I'd, is it like a miniature kiwi, basically?
2: It's like a miniature kiwi, but it has the texture of a grape.
0: Yeah, I would probably like that.
2: It's really weird if you ever see them. I forgot about lingonberries. You
0: know. can, you've can you bought these in uh, Idaho before? If you can get I've them there, I have seen them can...
2: one time in Idaho.
0: You know what's an underrated fruit, too? And it, I don't think it counts as a berry, but just generally related. Star fruit big star Yeah. For okay. Yeah.
2: I can get on board
3: with that. Yeah.
9: I'll go to blueberries. it's right. <laughs> <He's laughs> like I just want blueberries.
0: Blueberries it is. I um, just
9: want blueberries or watermelon. <laughs> I'll take watermelon. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Uh, well uh, on the topic uh, brought up on Sunday, salt on watermelon or not?
9: I got a salt. lot of mail about this. Yeah. Salt so pe- on watermelon.
0: Okay, so it's legit. You got a lot of mail what pro salt?
2: People are like try it, bitch. It's delicious. They seem to have a lot of opinions about it.
0: Huh.
9: It's delicious. I love it. What that's about salt on blueberries?
0: Wed-
9: that's why I did my wedding. Go fuck my- yourself, Skag. <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's why I did my my buddy's wedding. I just, the night before, I just sat there and ate watermelon. Salt <laughs>
0: watermelon at his wedding? What is he, some kind of racist? Was this during, uh, was this on Juneteenth? Or was <laughs> it was the night
9: like- before. It was the night before. <laughs>
0: The night before, oh, he had a, a watermelon uh, buffet before his wedding?
9: Yes. Someone had to eat it. I guess so I was upset anyway. I got the 34-year-old pregnant woman to be the person I had to walk down the aisle with. So, oh <laughs> well,
0: well, I mean, it's not your wedding. You were assigned a role.
9: Yeah, but that's who I give. Like, oh, you're tall. She's tall. She's pregnant. So it'd be fine. Oh, that was it? They just assigned you based on yeah. height?
0: Yeah. They're like, no
2: chance you're gonna get lucky with this chick. Or I don't know, maybe that's how she got pregnant.
9: No, she was she was married too. So yeah, well. All right. Then they sat me next to her at the end of the wedding party table. So I was all by myself with her. Oh. Next to her husband.
3: Oh, this keeps
2: getting worse and worse. I hope you had a bowl of blueberries to console you.
9: No, no blueberries there. Just
0: watermelon. Like that racist (laughs) Toyota employee party.
9: I did get my food to halfway through the yeah, after party. This is not like the worst
2: wedding ever.
9: I got the male server. The servers came out. There were female servers and male servers, and we got the male servers out. And I'm like, "Oh, there goes our food. We're never going to get it now."
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> anything else before we let you go?
9: That blueberry bushes around your property. <laughs>
0: I got to check. Now Now I have a new HOA and I'm not sure that's allowed because that attracts animals. That's right. I've surrendered my life to a, an HOA. But I figure if the HOA gets too intrusive I will become the HOA. Like the Somali on the ship with uh, Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips. Look at me. I am the HOA now and we have blueberry bushes allowed. I will do blueberries it.
9: Blueberries or death. Okay. Blueberries or death.
0: Alright. I will. I'll take that stand. I will have some <laughs> blueberries growing in my backyard in future years.
9: If you need help, I'll come back you up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Bye.
0: Uh, speaking of that watermelon story out of Kansas City with the Toyota plant that we talked about on Sunday, weirdest thing happened. Um, I I have frequent copyright battles with the people who own the Pink Panther copyright because yeah. they don't like that. I use a brief portion of it for the hoax hate for Saturday. like
2: seven years. Right.
0: And every it's like maybe. A quarter or a third of episodes, there's an automated claim that gets applied to it. And every time I appeal and every time they're too lazy and it gets cleared after 30 days and we've been doing this for years. It's like, all right, you guys are never you can take me to court if you want. You're going to lose. It's fair use. But I got a claim on Sunday's episode and I thought at first, oh, it's the Pink Panther bullshit like always. No. In fact, it was not an automated copyright claim. It was a manual copyright claim. What that means is someone who owns the copyright went Went through
2: the trouble. And it's like a whole form you have to fill out. And
0: it was Fox whatever Kansas City trying to make a copyright claim because I played, you know, 45 seconds or a minute of their news story about the watermelon event at the Toyota Distribution Center.
3: Oh my God, who cares?
0: And I look at their, their YouTube channel and their stupid video on it has like you know, 6,000 views or whatever. It's not a hugely viewed video. You're fighting with me over the pennies in ad revenue that this is going to get. Why? And who and who the hell at Fox whatever Kansas City was watching my stream? Who are they paying to go through and do all the formalities to even start this process in the first place? How did you guys become aware of it? Why do you care so much? Yeah. For, most importantly. Maybe
2: somebody's designated to do it.
0: You're also just wrong. There's, it's completely fair use. They used a limited portion of their copyrighted product for the purpose of commentary and criticism in the context of an original work. You will lose if you take it to court. But they're trying to deploy Raja Muhan. They're trying to weaponize Raja Muhan for the like five bucks in ad revenue that that's going to generate. It's just weird. Who, who's to? the intern at the Fox station in Kansas City who is tasked with this? And who ratted us out to the Fox station in Kansas City? Usura. Hi, guys. What's on your mind? How you doing? We're all right. What's on your mind?
4: Um, I've been thinking about how leftism is a mental illness. uh, And what mental illness it is. Okay. I think it's narcissism. I think they're all covert or overt narcissists. I think it's like a thing. Yeah. Um, if you read the description of the DSM 5 of what narcissism is or covert narcissism, what causes it, what the symptoms are like grandiose self importance, mm-hmm. preoccupation with power, brilliance, beauty, uh, only wanting to associate with high status people or institutions, uh, excessive need for admiration, sense of entitlement, exploitative behavior, lack of empathy, envy of others. Uh, arrogant haughty stuff um they like seek out positions of power and government like it it's i don't know (laughs) i actually think like we just let these people take over yeah it's not yeah yeah, they'd believe whatever they needed to, to to have power and like the gaslighting particularly is like a huge part of it um and being really good at appearing to be nice while actually being kind of horrible and pitting people against each other. And yeah. Isn't that
0: the most annoying thing too? It's, it's the words that you use and sort of the, the pleasantries as they're viewed through the ideological lens that are most important rather than the deeds you, you do or the lifestyle that you live. It's just how, how you talk basically the way that you speak that is viewed as some kind of indicator of moral virtue, I guess.
2: Well, the entire
3: philosophy
0: that kindness right, is a right. virtue I, I has been was, detrimental they, to they, society.
4: Like, part of it's they like codify these words, right? Like, yeah. I remember the word "oriental," which just means <laughs> from the east. Yeah, right. It just means from the east. It's not there's there's no value judgment. It's proto Indo-European. "Orient" mm. means rising, so the sun and the sky rises from the east and sets in the west. Um, I my uncle said "oriental" at Christmas party when I was like nine years old, and I like. It's like, Oh my God, he's a racist. Like,
3: <laughs> Oh my God.
4: Like I have yeah. just been primed by these movies where, you know, what are you an Oriental? And then they're like, you know, so they, they do this really subtly in, in movies and like kid shows too. But, um, I think when you think about what, what the left has done, right? Like the causes of narcissism are like fear of rejection, Um, fear that you will not be accepted if you're not in the highest status group. Um, That's actually the world we've created. Like, we've created this world for men where they're not accepted unless they're in the top, you know, 10%. They're not going to have access to, you know, that's kind of what Tinder has done to people. You actually do need to present yourself as being kind of really high status or you're fucked. Yeah. So in a way, we've created these conditions. For ourselves
2: yeah this is all our fault we've so allowed the we situation do? well i mean when you when you allow when you allow a situation to become so out of hand and infiltrate a culture so deeply uh the only way to uproot it is um is a really extreme solution like fascism or like major authoritarian government or, uh, at what point in the sequence of would this
0: solution land
2: yeah it's it's the ultimate solution
0: oh uh, it, uh, it's not
2: the penultimate like, solution oh okay yeah <laughs> it comes it's after, the one the after that oh okay yeah um but i'm serious i mean we're we're in a situation where people are going to be begging for fascism at a certain point and we've done this to yeah. ourselves this is what happened in weimar germany what history repeats itself nobody even cares that we have major historical precedent. We could just look to and be like, Oh, that this is what happens when this happens. It's,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's obvious what's, what's going to occur. I mean, I for one can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome, but
0: you get your lawn chair all set up on the hillside. Like those people in the civil war that used to watch the battles.
3: Oh, I know.
4: Yeah. I'm going to be subjugated so hard. Uh, clothing <laughs> and uh, the, the pageantry, the, you know, like a good March. Hmm. There is, but I yeah. mean, you know, so, so to some extent, these people are motivated by uh, like a complete absence of love in their lives. And maybe yeah, there's something to that. too. I, I wonder.
0: Yeah, I wonder what role that plays. I mean, I know that it is sort of cliche to to blame everything on the mm-hmm. on family structure falling apart. But I really think that it is is foundational to all of these things. And you don't care. You don't crave belonging in some external group. When you know that you have a stable home, you're right. you're not afraid to go out and be rejected by others or to because fail. Because you can always
2: go back home.
0: Because right? you have a stable home and you're, the, you're the less. The stakes
2: are higher, right? You yeah. if, if you don't have a stable home to go back to, then if you aren't accepted by other people, you're effectively homeless. So you have to do more. You have to have a wider range of things that'll make you uh, marketable to other people, which means you have to believe more dumb stuff. Right? Yeah.
0: You you have uh, to buy in because you depend on these people for every aspect of the quality of your life, basically. Yeah. <sighs> Shit.
4: Um Yeah, I guess that's all I had really. I, I yeah. just I think like that's that's what it is. It's covert narcissism and and overt narcissism and uh not being loved enough and only being praised for like really high status achievements. Hmm. Um, seems to Or be being
0: loved thing. too much, you know. Like on the on the other side of it, yeah. I just wonder how much of it is. I'm sure some of it is is family falling apart. I'm sure a lot of it is the philosophy of you some know of you people. are you are perfect just the way you are. Never any criticism of you is invalid. Uh, be the laziest, fattest, worst, stupidest version of yourself, and that's still worthy of praise and celebration. When in fact, it- but
2: it's not just that. Sometimes it's it's. Um... It's seemingly less damaging. My brother and I were talking about this the other day. There was this section of girls in my high school that were like, you know, St. Louis, 10 out of 10. And all of them moved to New York or LA to be singers or actresses or whatever the fuck, crashed and burned spectacularly. Almost all of them are like between 35 and 40 unmarried. Mm. And they ended up back in their hometown. Like, where are the dads being like, You are a you're a St. Louis nine, you're an LA four, and you're not very talented. (laughs) So marry somebody from high school and have a big family and just stay here. Like people act like you can follow the follow your dreams, parents. That's what it is. Destroyed an entire generation. Follow your dreams. No. Find out what you're good at and do the job that's gonna make you the least unhappy.
0: Yeah. And, they, and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. I know I am not trying to parrot the propaganda that we sell a lot of women of you could be a you could be a bomb and have a fulfilling career. It's that. not it, What I'm saying is the idea that children prevent you from achieving things throughout your life or doing things throughout your life, that is also not true. You you Well, you that can, is
2: absolutely true.
0: No, I, I I'm not saying everyone's gonna win American Idol or something, but it's not like you by having children, you don't sacrifice everything that you've ever wanted to do. It just means that you have to be a little more diligent about your planning and you have to be thoughtful about how you organize your life. You're probably not going to become like some Beyonce celebrity. I'll grant you that point. But you don't have to. You have um, to make
2: major sacrifices, but like you're not going to ever find the satisfaction out of a job that you think no. you're going to. That I you suppose, will by even raising a piece of crap kid. I'm I sure.
0: suppose I'm probably coming at this from a male perspective too, where it's like, you know, I, I am not. I understand that my role in the family is different than my wife's, of course. So maybe I'm yeah. thinking too much from the male perspective, less from the female
4: perspective about how all that works.
2: I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it requires major sacrifice. You,
4: I feel like Once you you're a mom, that's it. Keeping yeah. like really pathological narcissists out of your lives, like blonde would just kill them. Uh,
0: <laughs> and and blonde like, convinced me to kill or at least walk away from them.
4: Maybe not murder, <laughs> but.
2: Okay, those yeah. are two way different things.
4: Yeah, or you'd be like, just this is a logical. You're gaslighting me. I'm going to the logical thing to do is to leave you. Yeah, um, but like I, I don't know. If, like I've had people in my life where you just like they'll change their opinion about something based on who they're talking to. Oh yeah. They'll you know it'll be one thing one day, the, another thing the other day. They'll lie to you without blinking. The the, yeah. the people
0: and, like, who who tell inconsequential, stupid, pointless lies. Those. Those are the people to watch out for when they're just lying about dumb stuff that doesn't even matter. Why are you lying? Yeah, yeah, that that that's a, that's a major
4: red flag for any relationship in your life. Like your ego can't handle being slightly wrong about this tiny little thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Uh, And we, we can uh, continue our psychological diagnoses next time. Yeah. Next time. Thanks. Thanks Have a good one. Okay, Whoa. we're back at the top of the hour again. It's time to take another break. You want to resume on YouTube and uh, Tippy?
3: Sure do. Okay.
2: Megan Hirschfield. Jerry Smith. I pulled the bar of Dove soap out of my butt and did a price comparison between Hero soap and Dr. Squash. Turns out Hero is about a buck cheaper. Are you going to interview Black Pigeon while in Japan? I did message him. Um, and uh, I would love that. Uh, Felix's... Is- He's good. He's good people. That guy, the beast. I'm living proof that men can get pregnant. Blonde herself came from my belly.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: Whoa. That, that
0: was a good one. Sorry. I owe you a rim shot on that one. That was, that was clever.
2: Uh, Ralph Rojas, just supporting the show. And now hoping that I can have coffee. Wait. And now hoping that I can have coffee as passing through. Am I reading this like a retard?
0: Oh, uh, this was this is a reference to me talking about when people pass through town and we meet up.
2: That's oh. That's what he's talking about. For some reason, I was reading it in my mind like coffee was making him poop and he was... <laughs> no. ...super chatting this um, while he was pooping because we talked about that.
0: Yeah, generally. I mean, people, when people come through town... I depending on how schedule works out i can't say yes to every request so sometimes people are here at a time where i'm you know i'm working and i it just especially
2: seem... sexual requests you yeah i can't I, yes I can't meet up at
0: the course. old town glory hole at all hours of the day but
2: that town pump. T-
0: i actually had a guy um what who, are you
3: gonna say here buddy i,
0: I had a guy who uh, <laughs> offered to install no or offered to meet me at uh I had a guy email me a couple days ago and said, Hey, I'm passing through town because we're doing a Yellowstone vacation and I need the premier town pump experience. Uh, What town pumps do you recommend? And so I had to give him an option of the premier pumps to choose from, but I've not heard back yet. I don't know if the town pump experience was to his satisfaction or not. So if you're that guy, if you're (laughs) listening, follow up and let me know if it fulfilled your expectations because I had a, what was it? A trucker guy who came through earlier who, told me that he, town pump was okay but it was not it was not elite in the way that I sell it so
2: okay maybe you've oversold it
0: I don't ugh, I'm I'm a, I'm a pump loyalist I don't care what anyone says
2: but the quality of the toothless meth hooker glory hole bJs is is top keck at at town at town pump
0: well, town pump has a loosely sexual connotation anyway if you just, loosely <laughs> heading down to the old town pump like you know, women were called uh, community bicycles and things like that. Town bicycle. Town pump is the same idea. Oh, she's the town pump. Everyone gets a pump. Yep. And that's a dump.
2: Only one, though. Yeah. You, she'll only have sex that way. That's,
0: the the dump that's... is included with that particular pump. <laughs> or... Why?
2: <am> I <laughs> I don't know. Thunderstorm. OCD tip. The two method. Picking two of something and keeping one. Example, touching two plates and taking one. I do it for luck. I'm superstitious. Ah, interesting. I, that's not my type of OCD. But if it ever becomes that, I will. I will try.
0: I, d- I definitely don't have Cucine. that. I I have certain things I like in a certain way, and I'm a very routine person. But I don't have ritualistic behavior like that. That's never been a mm-hmm. thing of mine.
2: Yeah. yeah. One day, maybe. Um. This porcupine. This has got to be a. What is that show with Steve Harvey? Is it Family Values?
0: Family Feud.
2: Family feud. Yeah. It's got to be a family feud reference, right? Where they ask that guy a word ending in pork and he goes, Pork, Cupine. <laughs> and Steve Harvey's like, What? Okay. Do you think there will be a large number of men larger than other generations without a spouse, girlfriend? I feel hopeless occasionally. And I hope it's not a death sentence. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, okay. So. This happened in China after their one-child policy because there were um, like millions of female abortions, ab- abortions of female fetuses, um, which obviously is going to cause a dearth of women in subsequent generations for dating. So men in that generation, they made it work. It was a highly competitive, competitively sexually. They made it work, and those were women that didn't even exist. So, and, and we have a lot of women in this country. They're just substandard. So I don't know. I feel like if you can get in, if you can find like an average looking teenager and like work her into a normal teenager. Well, I don't know. I mean, start courting a girl that's 16. Don't bang her. Wait,
0: how old is this guy?
2: I don't know. I mean, this advice applies to anybody under 40.
0: You're not going to be a 30 year old picking up 16 year olds.
2: If you are not trying to have sex with them, then no, I don't no, care.
0: No, no, no. I don't
2: care if you're well, not trying to have sex with them. I don't care. Uh, but like, try to meet a younger woman. Ask, that's for, ask for dad's looking.
0: blessing on that one.
2: Uh, I how many times do I have to say it? Don't try to bang her. There, still, don't. if
0: you're if you're trying to woo a girl that young for the purpose of getting there, that's sketchy territory.
2: Great, just court an older. But I'm saying that like once you get to that twenty five and up age from women, like. They've got serious problems. So what are you going to do? You can lower your standards drastically.
0: I don't know if they're... If, I, 25 is... twenty Women who get it at 25 are still very much eligible.
2: To get what?
0: What do you mean? like As, as wife material?
2: Yeah. You said yeah. get it. Like, like philosophically?
0: Oh, what do I mean by to get it? Yeah, to understand that they're going to find happiness through uh, being a wife and mother, generally speaking.
2: You guys, this is not this is not illegal. Okay. This is not grooming and it's not illegal. If you are courting somebody and you have no and you have no intention of having sex with them until they're of age, this is not illegal. I'm not well, talking about like cutting her off from all of all of the people around her or anything. Like plant some red pill seeds and like st- stick in the periphery it's of her life the law, until she's you. marriageable. What's wrong with this?
0: Uh I if that young, that big of an age gap at that young for the girl, it, it's not about to me, it's not about the law. It's about the morality of the situation. And if so, if you're, so you're
2: 18 and the guy's 32, that's going to be perfect. later.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there is there's going to be a, a, a threshold at which what is not OK becomes OK. Uh, yeah. 30 and but, 16. But why does is it matter? Really if pushing you're, it,
3: though.
2: But, but you're not having sex. You're not doing anything sexual.
0: Well, even still, what are you what are you doing, though?
2: You're yeah. making sure that she doesn't lose her mind to feminist propaganda and become unmarriageable.
0: Yeah, but in other contexts- You're saving we, in, her. In other contexts, we call that grooming. You're saving her from a
2: lifetime of being a giant whore. Okay, but it's, that's it's, her- It's a public her, service, okay? But that's her
0: dad's job. That's not your job. Yeah,
2: but dads, yeah, but dad's yeah, but yeah. are dropping the ball left, right, and sideways. Men are gonna job have to
0: Men are going to have to save go, young women. That dude's dropping the ball on his 16-year-old. I'm going to go clean this up.
2: I'm just saying, it's a way. It's a way in here. It's a way to get a wife- Who's not destroyed by modern propaganda. without Doing anything creepy. (laughs)
0: There are other ways. ways. Um, Name ways. And by the way, if the premise is that she is broken because her dad has dropped the ball, I want nothing to do with her anyway. I want a woman with a quality father and a quality family.
2: But this is what I'm saying. It's like this conversation we had earlier. I not in my generation, but in the generation above me, it was all this propaganda that you can do anything you want to. So like those girls that I talked to you about, their dads weren't like bad guys. They just didn't tell their daughters, listen, you're never going to be happy if you don't get married and have children.
0: They thought they were being good
2: dads by saying, like, follow your dreams.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that that is necessarily a moral invitation for some other guy who's way older to come in and insert himself into that family situation with the intention of grooming that girl to become his wife.
2: I think that is the best possible thing he could do to save her from herself.
0: (sighs) There are also a lot of ways that can go horribly wrong. Um,
2: I'm, I mean, the man would have to be of very high quality uh, because he would have to not be interested in premarital sex.
0: Yeah, but he, he's he's still interested in. In in pulling that girl away from her family or away from her father at a very young no,
2: age, no, 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 he's not.
0: Then what is he trying to do? He's, he's, he's trying try- to
2: plant some seeds so
0: Literally. that she
2: can get on the right path <laughs> of her own accord. Right. More
0: metaphorical seeds. Right.
2: You're right, just be yeah. like this is what women need to be happy. They they want to get married and they want to have a children, have children, and they want to do it young.
0: I don't know, and then I...
2: and then kind of back off and let her tr- make her own decisions to a certain degree, and then scoop her up before she you know gets a train run on her in college. Or I,
0: I think that I just think that this the age for the scooping is when she is an adult, off on her own when she's still a minor in the custody of someone else's parenthood 16 i don't like,
2: is legal in like a bunch of states yeah
0: but well yeah but that again i'm not drawing my line here based on what the state of idaho or someone else decides arbitrarily i'm saying that as a moral matter until she is a full-fledged adult on her own away from but what parents, age is
2: that is it is a 22 year old that's generally still living 18, with her parents but
0: I'm i'm saying i don't like the idea of scooping up Someone who's a minor at that point in the custody of someone else's parenthood with the intent of teaching them lessons contrary to what those parents want, even if I disagree with what those parents want.
2: Yeah, we're going to have to save some women from their parents.
0: Well, OK, but you have to understand that you're crossing the same boundaries as the people who will say we're going to have to save some trans kids from their parents who reject their trans identity. Yeah,
2: But they they do that all the time. Like well, that's like, what
0: makes them bad.
2: But it's but it's an actual bad take, though to want to indoctrinate yeah. somebody with trans philosophy. It's not a bad take to tell women that what they want is to have children at a young it's age. It's
0: always a bad take to separate to separate minor child from family.
2: Is it though? We yes. take children away. They're, we're talking all the time about rule, people that are transitioning younger
3: children.
0: As a rule. And I understand you can you can select around the edges and say like, well this particular family's a bunch of degenerates so it's good for this kid to get out of it. Yeah, I'm sure there are isolated examples. I'm not talking but,
2: about kidnapping her. I'm talking about giving her a book.
0: Well, <laughs> giving her a book. But yeah. again, who is like linking short-
2: to something from Camille Paglia or something like that? I'm not talking about like your parents are idiots. You shouldn't listen to your parents. I'm talking about like, like plant some seeds. Like we need to be getting to women younger that are getting ruined by that's their
0: parents. the parents job. No, that's the parents job.
2: So we should just let all of these women just get screwed up by their parents.
0: Yes. And to the extent that you want you want to. The custody of your child and the full authority over the raising of your child. You have to grant that to others.
2: But they're being propagandized in the opposite direction, left, right and sideways.
0: It doesn't matter. They by think by public prop- school. They think you're by, propagandizing are You're, saying, your you're saying
2: there's no place for propagandizing people in the appropriate direction in the no, face of I'm the saying, world of propaganda that, that I'm they are fighting saying All of against.
0: those parents in that community have the right to raise their children as they see fit. It is not your right to go into that community and correct them. They, okay, they will, we they shouldn't, will shouldn't face be sending kids to
2: schools. We shouldn't sure. be allowing like, any outside the par- influence. The they parents, are getting this propaganda.
0: The parents, getting hol- it. the parents hold that authority, not you on their behalf. And, For a 16 understand- year olds they don't. Yes, they do. Absolutely. You don't think that the parents have the right to their 16-year-old?
2: No, no. I'm not saying they don't have the right. I'm saying they don't have the, they don't have the authority. 16-year-old girls are willful. And they're looking for their own information. They don't have oh, enti- a parents. Don't the premise have any otherwise is that women system.
0: don't have agency. Now, 16 year olds have full agency.
2: No, they 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 rage against their parents, like acting like a 16 year old girl is fully under the, the umbrella of her of parental belief systems and nothing else is getting in, even though she's in public schools is just intellectually dishonest. There is a, a multitude of things that are coming into her life. I'm talking about giving her a book. Or linking her a video I'm or just something saying, like
0: that. If, if 30 year old guy comes to your house to give sixteen year old your daughter a book, you're gonna you're gonna be
2: Dude, it would well, I'm not an I'm not a parent that's leading my child in the wrong direction. Well they if, don't think they if, are either. That's insane, but they are. Some, there, there is an According absolute to you, truth. but
0: they hold the right to their kids. That's
2: just moral relativism, though.
0: No, it's it, not. Is a, I it, understand. Is a, it is
2: an absolute truth that women need to be having children at a younger age. And it's one of the only ways it is for not average moral woman relativism. to achieve happiness. It
0: is a moral truth that parents hold the right to their kids.
2: I never said that they don't. I said that they don't have absolute authority. And that's because of the decision-making process what's
0: of teenagers. The, what's the distinction? The, what's... The, decision,
2: the, the distinction is that the teenager just doesn't give the parent authority. At, a, at the age of 16... You have so, so many, you have taken in so many outside influences for your belief systems and your behavior, acting like it is only the parents that has this, this authority over the child is not true. No, they I'm have saying the, legal the right. right and the, yeah. pare- of course, they I'm do. saying
0: the moral right, not just the legal yeah, right.
2: Yeah, fine. Great. But acting like they're not getting propaganda from all these other directions is just simply not true.
0: Well, I would agree, but I would say that's bad. And I would say that someone who approaches someone else's kid with the intent of ideologically grooming them is also bad.
2: So you don't think that you should, we should be giving children any counter information?
0: Not someone else's information. Kid. It's your job to raise your kid. It's not your job to raise my kid.
2: So you don't think, but we have this entire thing where we're, where we're trying to get on our show, where we're trying to get information out to younger people. That runs if, counter to the narrative that they're receiving if, from if their parents I in would public never, schools.
0: I would never tell a kid, if your dad doesn't want you listening want you listening to this show, you should absolutely go around your dad and listen to my show. I would never say if, that.
2: If I heard from a kid, like a 13-year-old kid called in, they were like, my parents think that there aren't two genders. They think that this trans agenda is is um, totally legitimate blah blah i'd be like you need to find additional information you need to seek out additional information on your own no you need to be exposed to new information no i am we've had calls like that
0: i am not inserting myself between someone some parents and their kid it's
2: exposure to information
0: though i I don't care we we call that propagandizing and grooming in every other context
2: this is why the left wins though they're they're getting the
0: children that's why they're bad that's why they're wrong the fact that they're getting the children is what makes them evil
2: but we have to give them the alternative perspective because no. ours is morally right.
0: No, they think theirs is morally right. That's the problem. It doesn't problem. matter who
2: thinks that, though. It's, it's insane to be transitioning children that is morally wrong. There's no moral ambiguity to it. What then, we need to be doing is saying, like, these are godly truths. These are, okay, these are universal what, truths. What and are, these need to children is, need exposure to what these What is things. the
0: limitation to that? Are you going to go correct this in every place in the world where you think someone is raising their kid wrongly?
2: Of course not. How could I possibly do that?
0: Exactly. So why, so why are you going to go inserting yourself between parent and child elsewhere?
2: How how can you be saying that after all the stuff that we've talked about about I've transitioning children? I've never advocated.
0: Children? I've never advocated.
2: What about transi- James? What about James Younger? Like, what about when you actually start transitioning the child?
0: What What do you mean? What about it?
2: What don't you think that that child should be taken away from the mother?
0: Well, we've talked about this. Uh, In detail. And I think that, yeah, there are a lot of very serious considerations there about removing child from parent. I think that the way that you handle that situation is how we handled it in the state of Montana, which is to say we're not doing gender transitions here as a matter of medical practice. You want to be a licensed medical practitioner in the state of Montana. You're not doing gender transitions. But I don't think that you should take that child away from the parent. I've never advocated removing custody from people.
2: I don't know. I think that we have to have a serious discussion about custody removal in that situation.
0: Okay. It's destruction.
2: But, it's total, totally destroying the child's life.
0: Okay, but they think that you're destroying your child's life, and when they have yeah, power, but one remove... of us
2: is right. Though it doesn't matter saying that. Like, well, they think they're right, and you think you're right. So who could possibly be right? There, there is a there is moral truth. There's universal truth.
0: There is. But there's also that. moral truth that people have the right to self determination. And, yes, and and thinking. And how that,
2: are we giving children the right to self determination when they're being propagandized by the left from Because you have to birth. recognize
0: what you are you are capable of of handling and controlling. You are not capable of managing every family out there. In Nor do I of, want
2: to. I'm not saying we should we should take all these children from all of these families and all figure it out. I'm saying that children need to be introduced to, to propaganda from the right. Otherwise, they're they're going to be inundated no, with no. all this no, horseshit no, no. from birth.
0: You, you so you're saying you want to introduce propaganda contrary to the parents wishes.
3: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I would never agree to that premise. I w- I would never say that I hold a right to introduce material to other people's kids contrary to what their parents want because I Even though correct. that
2: material on the other end is being introduced to your child against your will.
0: No, it's not because I I don't I don't subject my children to that.
2: There will come a time when you and I are going to have to face that our children are being propagandized by the left.
0: And I'll, re- I'll remove them from that situation.
2: Yeah, but it happens.
0: Okay, but, but, that's, but I, I recognize that's bad. I recognize that's evil when someone tries to come between my son and me. And so I'm saying I would never do the same and go insert myself between them and What about
2: um, religious information?
0: Uh, w- w- what do you mean? Like someone comes to my house and wants to talk to just my kid to convert them?
2: No. Um, what if, um, any kind of, uh, you're, you're atheist, your family is agnostic or atheist, but you're, you're pretty serious about it, I guess. And in, in a public school, some kind of biblical reference is introduced into the curriculum. Let's say that happens.
0: Well, you're saying I, they're going to a school that's not religious necessarily, right. yeah. but there's some biblical scripture introduced. If I just, I don't think that I would have a problem with that personally, but let's say I did, then I think that it would be my responsibility as a parent to remove my kid from that situation and put him in something that I see as more fitting.
2: Okay, so in this situation that I was talking about with the older man, so if if a man has tight control over the information that his his daughter is receiving, um, then he immediately demands that this um, communication is cut off.
0: Yeah, and I would say that 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 has to be respected course what do you mean of course you just i thought the whole premise was that that guy should insert himself to groom that girl out of that
2: yeah but if the parents come in and they're like you cannot communicate with this man under any circumstances she has to be like "Oh, okay
0: oh well <laughs> so we we went all the way around okay i mean as long as the parental blessing is there okay then that is erased my primary moral object objection to all of this
2: you cannot as a young woman be seeing an older man against the wishes of your parents you
0: well that that's that's what i thought my position was the whole that is my position i thought you objected no to i that. said
2: i said in the very beginning you have to court the girl which always has parental involvement
0: okay yeah i didn't i didn't take that implication from that i thought you were saying that you should just i thought you were, i thought you were saying you should try to pick up 16 year olds regardless of parental wishes
2: No, but you are going to have to introduce some information that's contrary to parental doctrine in this situation. If your if the parents are stupid and you want to marry this girl, but she's already been indoctrinated with a bunch of feminist nonsense. Like,
0: do we agree that that dad or mom and dad or whatever the parental arrangement is that if they say no, that's it. You don't go. You don't insert yourself beyond that.
2: Right. You can't. They'll call the cops. You can't do it.
0: Not just because you might face legal repercussions, but because it's morally wrong.
2: Yeah, and it'll cause problems down the road. Like, you'll never be able to marry that girl without parental approval anyway.
0: Oh, so well, what's the we, point? We actually, I think, are closer than I thought we were. I think I just misunderstood what your original premise was.
2: But the counter-propaganda for children thing. Yeah, I stand by that. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, does that have a parental consent qualifier? You can propagandize so long as the.
2: I don't know. I mean, maybe I should just be like wash my hands of all these leftist kids and just assume they're going to become worthless adults well and then i'll and just deal with them then
0: yeah you you, that that is the the fundamental premise of decentralized power is the recognition that that mistakes will be made but the exchange there is that you hold the right to self-determination and your own autonomy and you hold the right to make the decisions that you believe to be correct and live the best life that you can and it, it does come with the potentially unfortunate cost of people over there choosing wrongly, but that's with recognition that they have the right to choose wrongly and suffer the consequences for those choices.
2: Yeah, that's fine. But, but it's disingenuous to act like uh, there's no left-wing propaganda seeping into the lives of children against parental approval.
0: Yeah, but, but I, there is, and it's wrong. It's evil. That's, that's what I'm saying.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, but are we going to make any counterattack on this? In many yeah, ways, we're, we're this is going what to we reject YouTube, it, and we're
0: not going to repeat that ourselves because it's bad. how
2: is this any different, though, than us? Um, you know, like when you look at the stats on your channel, how many 13 year old boys are listening to this right now?
0: Well, there's so a big parents difference. Are fucking idiots, there's a big you know? there's a, an active intent difference between me making material out there for general public consumption and somebody seeing it because it's publicly available versus me targeting children against the wishes of their parents.
2: What about try- if you if you what if what if I sent this video to my nephew?
0: And his parents said, I don't want him watching the Matt and Blonde show.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I yeah. don't know
0: what the anyway, situation is. I think we've mostly clarified where where we stand on this. And we're going to run up against the bottom of the hour without taking any callers. So I, I think
3: I read all of these.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the chats uh, at the end of the show. And I, it was a very interesting discussion. I just uh, I don't want to leave our callers hanging.
2: And we've got um, so I'll have to just circle back was, with
0: you. <laughs> what was the original super chat?
3: Uh, I don't remember.
0: I don't. How do, I don't even know how we how we got to that one. Oh, this was about. Is there no chance of,
2: for a conservative?
0: Yeah, um, it says
2: conservative Manhattan.
0: That's right. It, it's,
2: I didn't even answer yeah. it. <laughs> uh,
0: the, the answer is um, head on to head on down to your local daycare and uh, we would, and
2: pick up a child yeah. and kidnap them. Yeah. yeah,
0: as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> I... I, I I'm glad that we clarified a little bit cuz I, I I for a second I I Anyway, I even know you? Well, I just yeah, I I thought there was oh. some kind of misunderstanding. Anyway, Kim, are you oh. there? Hi, Kim. Sorry we made you wait a million years.
5: But that's fine. Um, I'm Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Crystal clear. clear. All
5: right. Cuz I got a weird notification from Discord, but apparently it was a false notification. Um, no, that's fine. I'm looking forward to going back and listening to the would appear to be a very heated discussion um, <laughs> i don't think it was heated
0: but that's that's probably the longest blonde and i have gone back and forth on a point of disagreement in some time since
5: uh, martin luther king jr
2: five years ago
0: that was private though that was skype
2: no it was a little bit on air.
0: it started on air but it didn't go on <laughs> air.
2: Yeah. we took it offline yeah, that's right
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway what did you want to talk about kim
5: um i to talk about home and homeland okay um, so like what does home mean to each of you?
3: Uh, oh, that's
2: hard. I mean, I think it means like family, like being with your family, because even when we're not in our place of residence, we always have, have this kind of sense of home. We kind of make our home no matter where we are. But it also means community, too. Like, I've never felt like I, I had a home until I moved to Idaho.
1: Interesting.
0: I would agree that uh, it's, it's a people concept rather than a place concept that uh, there are a lot of places in this world that could be home to me. There's really only one group of people with whom home could be. Yeah. And, uh, and so, it, it, yeah, my, that's, that's what I think of when I think of home, I guess I think of my immediate, my immediate family first and foremost. And the location is, there are certainly locations I prefer to others, and I'm partial to the one I live in now because I quite like it, but home could certainly be anywhere else so long as those people are there.
5: Yeah. What about you, Kim? So, do you think? Um, yeah, home's definitely people more than more than family. I mean, more than a place. Um, family is more important than a place. Um, I guess like part of it. You know, I don't want to get too personal, but like, you know, I have my physical location is. I can trace my roots back to this general area, um, you know, and since the 1700s, right? When 12, 13 generations ago, they came over from, you know, across Atlantic, bought land here. And I, I literally visited the homeland of where my great, you know, high generation ago grandfather would have settled. Um, but as things continue to change, like, socially and economically it's it may not be feasible for me to always stay here and yeah. you know how important is that physical homeland um with those roots and heritage versus people that you care about and building a family in a place that's more successful for their like more probable that they have a um, safe and secure upbringing like for children and yeah a, yeah That balance yeah. between the two
2: That's a tough one because extended help from extended family is important. You can always go back. Yeah.
5: Yeah, If I ever become a billionaire, I'm going to buy the entire (laughs) lot of land back and return it to woods and farmland. Um.
0: Yeah. A billion. You have to be a billionaire to do it. What's been built on this spot these days.
5: There's lots of stores. Hmm. um, Houses residential. It's like 200 some acres. Um,
0: and when did but, your not, and you're saying your family relinquished this land way back when? Or when did this happen?
5: Oh, I have no idea. It, it was the plot of land that my, you know, I think twelve or thirteen generations ago would have settled on in like seventeen I'm sorry, you know, is it, forty something. Was it
0: you who's saying you had a Mayflower descendant, or am I imagining that?
5: Um, that was not me.
0: Okay. But maybe you have um, something to close knowledge. to that if you have uh descendants that far back.
5: Yeah. Um, And it's, like I I said, I've visited the homeland, but at the same time, I realized that where I, this area is, housing is insanely ridiculous. Like, it's just insane right now. And um, socially, demographically, it's not been great, but, you know, and I'm planning on staying here for the time being, but if I had to move, I would.
3: Um, Yeah. Because I
5: think people are more important but then also like how do i convince my extended family like hey let's go somewhere else um, that's the hard hmm. part too
0: okay so, uh, so i don't know that's the situation where you're trying to get a bunch of people to to move potentially
5: oh no i'm not not planning on it at it's not in the plans currently ah, okay. um it's something i thought about in the past you know year or two and then just the idea of home too. Like what is home to each of you? And it's yeah. with Matt, with your, with your move.
0: Um, well, it it, it is so. amazing how quickly a new place becomes home for that reason. I, I wondered how emotional it would be to leave the place that I actually lived the longest stretch of my life. There's no home I lived in longer than the one that I just the left. Home? Yeah. Cause that was about, uh, that was 10 and a half years that I lived in that house. Um, and It's it is interesting how when you clear out a house like that, it's the first time in my adult life that I've cleared out an entire house. How once the walls become bare and the furniture is moved and suddenly everything's out and I realize, yeah, this is just it's a bunch of raw materials nicely put together
2: walls and and wood. But now
0: it looks like any other real estate listing and it soon it'll be someone else's home. And once it was once all of our personal items were out of there and of course, once the people were out of there the emotional connection to that place all but evaporated. Suddenly it was just, it was like any other house on any other street. And that was a point of realization for me too, to the point that you're making it's and and as soon as those same kind of family items, and of course the family people were in this house, this doesn't feel like a strange place immediately uh, either. It's, it's just, it, it, it feels like home because the right people are here and, and all of our memories and keepsakes and all that stuff are here. So, yeah, it's been an interesting demonstration to exactly the, the point that you're talking about.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. Um, sure. So we've I got some to fighting
2: to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. It was good to talking.
0: To yeah. Okay, let's take one more call from Joshy Boy. I know we'll have to be potentially maybe quick here because we've got to get to our email questions. But Joshy Boy, you okay. will get last word. Thanks oh, for your patience. No, no, no. Sorry we were talking for a million years.
1: No, I thoroughly enjoyed the debate. Jiminy and I were actually talking about it. Um,
2: I bet you a thousand dollars he agrees with me. By the way,
1: <laughs> he might. He might. Are you talking about Jiminy or me? Jiminy. I don't know. Don't betray I'll, his I'll confidence. Guess. It's okay. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, unless you <laughs> so wanted to talk it. about that, you're welcome to. But
1: I did want to give my thoughts on it because the thing I actually wanted to talk about was just me bitching again. But. The thing is that I do side with Matt a bit more on the situation. I mean, get me out of here. Well, me personally, I'm, I'm 28 now. I don't have any children. But if I were a dad and I had a 16-year-old, a 32-year-old walking into my house saying, can I court your daughter, may, re- may receive a bullet in the head. I don't know. Well, you know, but like
2: a, a, like a shitty 32-year-old wouldn't ask the father if he can develop a platonic relationship with his daughter. He would just like get her drunk and bang her. You know, I think that this might not have the effect on older men. This is what the people used to do for centuries. This is what people used to. And I will say that
0: that that premise is a little bit different than I understood in the first place. I still have a lot of questions, like you're saying, Joshy boy. But when you are approaching for when you are approaching parents immediately, that of course is a different circumstance than approaching the minor first. I'm yeah. not, I don't think that I would be in favor of either of those situations, but there is a Unless moral distinction Unless they're 18, then you don't
3: have to do this. Yeah, you're a 18 yeah, year old, they can
0: pretty much,
1: they're full well, on adults. Now, about the centuries thing is a lot of those marriages were mostly political, right? Rarely ever were they involved with love. Yeah, so I know who, what you're who referring cares, to, though? are Well, the kingdoms that involved that, they were. It was strictly a political thing. Now, whether or not the marriages are happy were between the couples and them, but. It, you don't hook you don't hook a thirty two year old with a twelve year old. This didn't actually happen, by the way. Just because you think they're in love, no, it's like okay, okay, my twelve. All right, so this world. this
2: age is just getting younger and younger. I just want to point that but out. But
1: those things actually did happen. So, but the twelve year old is being
0: wrongly ground. propagandized. We have to. No, I no,
2: know, right? Kidding. But no, I'm <laughs> talking about like in the eighteen hundreds in America. Um, it when 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 there was not a political match to be made, but when it was. Um, family association when there was a class element, when there was a financial element, and when there was a convenience element. And I don't really care if marriages are love based. What I care about are, is, you know, white people getting married and having kids and not getting divorced. So however that happens, like I don't give a shit if people are in love or whatever. Well, she, oh yeah, sorry.
0: She would all say people. that yeah. All I mean, she, people. she would say that in um, all people across context, I think.
2: For sure, mm-hmm. I would say that. I want people to be yeah. not getting divorced. That's really what I want. And and to be having as many kids as God will allow and as many kids as they can handle. Now, the way that we've done that historically is to have this this these myriad um, supports mm-hmm. for marriage. And some of them would be practical. Some of them would be financial, like we talked about before. Some of them would be family yeah. values and sharing of land and everything like that. What we don't realize, and what we did, and maybe one of them would be love. Maybe you'd be lucky and it'd be love. What we didn't realize really until ever modern does time
3: it happen, really ever does it happen. World. Right.
2: Well, we didn't realize until modern time that each mm. of these things that seemed like a hindrance, that seemed like it got in the way of love, was actually a pillar that was supporting the marriage and keeping the marriage together. And now that we have all these love based marriages, things are worse than ever and people are getting divorced. So I'm like, more people should be bringing in practical context to their marital situation. And I think marriages would be stronger.
1: Yeah, I do fully agree with that. You can't just marry somebody because you love them. I can love a person to death, but there does have to be an element of practicality in it. I of think of
2: course. And people are losing that number one sighting of irreconcilable differences is like, oh, I fell out of love. Who cares if you fall out of love when you're married? That happens sometimes.
1: Yeah. The you excitement does it. go away at some point. I mean, the month, like you said, like you and Matt said, you're both married mundane becomes pretty much a thing you know it's not always going to be exciting or uh, i don't know adventure field nor should so- it be
2: if you're excited by your spouse at age 50 then like nine out of ten, ten times you're like your marriage is fucked up you got a fucked up marriage
0: and you're, you're supposed to find excitement and fulfillment through your children you're your supposed children. to yeah, yeah every day they it. do something new and they yeah. they develop some new ability or they discover something new it's not the same excitement, obviously, but it's a much more worthwhile, fulfilling
1: excitement than I saw that hot chick at the bar and I think I might have a exactly. chance. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's one more thing I wanted to comment on and then I'm going to leave up out of here. Um, when it comes to children, see, I work as a custodian for this church and everything. And the only way we can pass by time is if there's like, the, right now that we got summer camps going on. So tomorrow's our last day. But in observing a lot of the children that are just run through there and everything after we clean up their messes and stuff like that, it always I always find it funny just how they look at you, how they react to you, how they in re- interact with their teachers and with each other. And I was like, you know what? My job is a lot more enjoyable when I have something to do because a lot of kids means a lot of messes, which means we pull a lot of trash, right? We're custodians. Yeah. We're supposed to clean up after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But during the summertime, when there's practically nobody there or anything like that, you know, me and my coworker were just sitting around with our thumbs up our asses with nothing to do. But I say that to say that kids do make things a lot better because watching them how to interact with stuff, how, what they'll say, what they'll do, you, you never really know what they're going to do next. Right. Right. And having a positive influence on their lives makes you feel that much better.
2: Yeah. Doesn't a, a sense of confidence in you.
1: Yes, it does. But, again, I think, I mean, I know what you're saying, Blonde. I I get where, excuse me, sorry. I know what both of you guys were saying in the whole debate uh, thing. I do side with Matt a little more, but I actually understand where you're coming from now. Yeah. Well, I want women
2: to be saved from society and saved from themselves. And sometimes you can only mm -hmm. be saved from the bad decisions that you would make by a a good man that wants what's best for you, and if that's not going to be your dad, then if, and it and it's going to be your husband. Then like, I I view the the European man as like a a protector of women and of female chastity, and and that's where I'm coming from. Like I I don't want these men to come in and prey on these women. I want them to save these women for from college, from indoctrination, from promiscuity. And from a life of being childless, which is, in, for many women, like a fate worse than death. Um, and know, nobody's telling same, them this.
0: Well, I guess I, guess at I don't... At the same time, though. Go, yeah. go ahead. My, my, there seem, maybe I'm misunderstanding, because there seems to be kind of a paradox or a contradiction in that. That is to say, what are they being saved from? And if they're being right. saved from broken parents with misleading ideology... Well, then by definition, this savior man would have to come in against the wishes of those parents to do the saving. If in that
2: case, you have to wait until she's of age and then just go around the parents who cares.
0: I I can certainly agree to that premise. And if it's if it's a situation where maybe it's a maybe it's pushing the boundaries on the age, but the parents are okay with that.
2: Then fine, go younger. There's no
0: real saving to do in that context, though, because the parents would agree with the ideological. That's not necessarily
2: true. Because there are a lot of parents that um, nominally are doing the right thing, but don't understand the depths of what we're saying about gender relations. Like, how many nominal, like mega conservatives do you know that are like, yeah traditional marriage is good or whatever but i also want my child to experience everything that life has to offer and everything like that and in that way it's like you could get the parents on board but also you could prevent the woman from um from this this life of sorrow that she might introduce to herself women need to be saved from themselves That's save really what the cat ladies first
0: this, save yeah, the winos wow. in the apartments
2: <laughs> absolutely not we need to be yeah. saving young women a 40 who, year old woman is already lost who you know? do you
0: think is going to be doing the terrorist attacks it's the 30 year old cat lady winos 30, f- and not yeah. just the terrorist attacks, the attempted terrorist attacks, like the YouTube shooter. They won't even succeed. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, forgot. I always forget about her. Yeah.
0: Shut herself in the yeah. heart.
1: I did forget about that. No, it was, it was oh, in the that's stomach. It right. was yeah, in the stomach. Yeah. That's even worse. How agonizing. Ugh. The yeah. worst way to the die. The final thing I will say is that I, I understand where you're coming from blind and you want to save the women, but You've to. You got to be careful with how you do that. I mean, we already accuse the left for going after minors and everything, like Matt has said. But you're also, in a way, you're also fighting a losing battle. There's always going to be parents who you believe to steer their kids in the wrong direction, right? There, yeah. There's always going to be that. So to fight that kind of battle is pointless, you know, in a sense. Well, I then why we are we fighting any of these
2: battles? I mean... This is this is how you influence culture you you save the youth. No, you, 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 you fight the battle uh, so people make better, ch-
0: make better choices, you know. I, and that's I, what yeah. I
2: want. I want women to know what's important when they're young so that they can make better choices. I didn't say I didn't say meet a 16-year-old and demand that she marry you. I said give her information so that she comes to her own decision so that she can have the available information to not ruin her own life. with the and Dad's buy blessing lies. for the
0: meeting in the first place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, unless she's yeah. eighteen, in which case I just go. Just it's go a completely. The
0: yeah, it's a, it's a different circumstance, and I know. You know, um, where to I give, grew up, to, it,
2: the legal age was sixteen.
0: To to to, to steal man your position as much as I could. I mean, there is there's going to have to be an arbitrary line. There's going to have to be an arbitrary yeah, line I at agree. which minor becomes adult. I understand. There's. You know, it, it, it's it's a. It's a strange thing to say yesterday was not okay, today is fine. But that, that line does have know, to be like, drawn.
2: As a, I don't know, remember feeling like, I wasn't sexually active or anything, but I remember feeling like pretty adult at 16. And I remember feeling exactly the Everybody same at 18. Does. Yeah, but I, I just long can't long imagine. Long it's like, I think the age of 16 for a woman uh, as a consenting age is totally appropriate. Um, uh,
0: well, okay. But it, consenting age, you're saying that there's no... Like well, emancipating
3: you
2: me, consenting age. Yeah,
0: yeah you, t- you tell me that if, if a 16-year-old <laughs> decides I want to be completely free from my parents, nothing to do with them, and some man swoops in to facilitate that, that, the, that there would be no problem with that even if it was against the parents' wishes.
2: I'm not saying that.
0: Oh, well then okay. if, well, Then we if she's emancipated, then why is she not free to no, make No, I'm those talking decisions? about
2: general age of consent that seems reasonable to me for women. I think 16 fine. Okay. It, like legally. And it is legal in, in many, many states. The age of consent is 16, I think, in like 10 states. It's 17 and another 10. And in the remainder, it's 18. It's clearly arbitrary.
3: What we're talking yeah, about know. is a distinction
2: without much of a difference, right? The age yeah, between true. 16 and 18. We're not talking about... Like twelve, like it is in Mexico. I, I
0: would I would say that <laughs> th- that my general i my the things I'm trying to stick up for here is that there is a there is a distinction between adult and minor, however we yeah. draw that, mm-hmm. and it is wrong to approach minors with the intent of going around their parents' wishes. That that's what fine. I would
2: then, say. then okay, to clear this up, I would follow the legal age of consent in the given state that you're in. Hmm. So if you're in Kentucky, sixteen is fine. If you're in Missouri, 17 is fine. If you're in a bunch of other states, 18 is fine.
0: Well, and that is uh, to give as much credit to that position as I can. That is how we've resolved this matter. It's a recognition that where there is some ambiguity, these communities and or these states can solve that problem for themselves. And some have decided here's the line and some have decided there's the line. Uh, So, I mean, but
2: I don't like what I reject about this conversation and the people's reaction to it is that this is predatory behavior for a man. I, I, think it is, I think it is if I you're think going that, I around think parents, parents' wishes I think that Parents yeah. and everybody, uh, women especially, should just assume that any man that tries to approach you of any age is trying to have sex with you. I mean, you should just operate on that assumption. Unless, right? You're but that's that that's possible.
0: my problem with the prior statements that where it was strictly ideological. That we're, I'm just giving you a book, a book. But right. But what's the book for? What's the intent yeah. of giving the book?
2: Well, I said from the beginning, this is clearly a courtship thing. To help the woman turn into a better wife and mother, of course.
0: But there is While a sexual component it. to that too. Yes, yeah, but he's, but he is, guys. but he
2: is. You know, he's a good man because he's stuff. not operating on it when she's in her but sexual that, prime.
1: That's the thing, though. it's still, uh, it's still an element of romance, though. That's, it, yeah. it eventually leads to sexual stuff. I don't, I don't want that for a sixteen-year-old, a thirty-two-year-old. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but 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 he's going to wait. He's going to wait until until they're married in this in this hypothetical well, just circumstance.
1: So she's like 18 years old then. Why why go at it in 16?
2: Cuz it might be too late by then. She might be on her way to college. Well, she might have already learned out, a bunch of it. stuff.
0: No, I know. I get what you're saying. That there are there's damage. There there is uh there's a lot of time for women to be duped. And once you're duped and if you're duped it's into your mid late. to late 20s, yeah. the, you, your life has thoughts. been your yeah. life, has, your been life has been ruined. I, there I understand. There is a
2: higher women need to be treated as though they're more valuable than men in society because of their fertility. And because once they've lost that, they become virtually worthless in society. So like throughout history, women and their fertility and their chastity has been valued and cherished. And we don't do that anymore. What I'm saying is we need to bring back a kind of courting and dating system where women are not introduced to any of these negative powers that are going to destroy their chastity. I think we're incredibly we, important. I
0: think where we can agree is the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger arm in arm meme on like dad meeting potential. What would the word be? Suitor quarter yeah, guy who suitor. As long as dad suitors. and quarter are arm in arm that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. But
2: but the second she turns 17 or whatever, then you're like, it's fine if she just goes around the parents.
0: Well, there, yeah, there's going to be a line, I guess. Um, Yeah. So I'm just saying this is all
2: arbitrary. It doesn't really matter from a moral perspective.
0: Well, no, it does. Because on the other side, you, you, you would say that there is an age at which it's inappropriate too. we can go, we can flip that and say, here's the age at which it's appropriate. But on the other side of that is here's the age at which it's inappropriate. For instance, the scoffing at the 12 years old, just a a few minutes ago.
2: And young women that have potential that are smart, that are raised by idiot parents, they need an opportunity to become wife, wives and mothers. They need that opportunity. Who's going to give them that opportunity? Yeah,
0: dad and uh, and future husband, but future just,
2: husband. If dad has dropped the ball, it has to be but, future husband. Yeah, Who but that's it the thing: be?
0: is how am I am I supposed to monitor everyone else's families with binoculars and say dad has dropped the ball? I need to swoop in and save that. That it minor is really from-
2: easy. If no, not a minor. I'm talking about in a situation where the chick is of age or well, is dad, like nearly dad's approaching. Dad's kind of out of
0: the picture if she's if she's. Of age, dad. That's what I'm
2: saying. Yeah. Then, then it's then who is going to save that teenager, that late teenager, from herself if her her father has already failed? And well, there's I mean, an opportunity. I mean, he's literally there's out an opportunity of the picture for that,
1: when, I, I when she's My the, question would be, what's the obligation to save that person? Why do you need to? There save is them?
2: no obligation, but there's an opportunity for men that otherwise wouldn't get married to find a younger, good wife and mother who's retained her. It's chest. also
0: an opportunity to end up on. Uh, to catch a predator a with Chris Hansen. no, she's of
2: age <laughs> you know? in this situation. Okay, okay. Good God,
0: there's also an opportunity for prison if you do not yeah. handle <sighs> this carefully
1: that's a that's a very fine line to walk. but anyway um, let me just roll up out of here. But it was an interesting <laughs> conversation yeah. here.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for chiming no in and for calling in. All right. As as, as interesting as I, I find this and I, I, I do. I know um, we've talked about it for a long time and I'm not trying to just uh, bail on the conversation. But I also recognize that we have a lot of email questions. And I've,
2: there are so many. Unless I think you we're going like to have to rapid fire these because we're so yeah, behind.
0: Unless you feel like there's a thought that you that was left unsaid. I feel like I've expressed myself on this uh, to my satisfaction. So.
2: No, I mean we as Americans we we have one of the highest age of consent laws in America. And in my hypothetical situation, the, nobody was world. having sex, or in in the world. What, yeah. what did I say?
0: <laughs> the highest in America as oh Americans. that
2: was really dumb. That is like, me- we're approaching the
0: two hour mark.
2: In uh in Japan, it's fourteen, and they're an industrialized nation. Um, in in Mexico, it's twelve. I don't advocate lowering uh, the, lower in the a age of, of consent. Shit, though. They do a lot of fucked up stuff. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm talking about like a. a age 16 being in a non-sexual courtship with an older man until you're 18 and i reject that there's any anything immoral with this and just so i I clarify
0: once more courtship implies the blessing of the parents
2: until you're uh, if you're if you're 16 and you live in kentucky then you can go around the parents
0: okay um well i'm gonna all right I'm, i'm at the risk of talking in circles i'm just gonna I'm going to move on to the email questions. Colin Colin Talk Show. Clever, right?
2: Wait, uh, it's the age of consent is 16 in 34 states. Okay. It's 17 in 6 states and it's 18 in 11 states.
0: Well, would you say okay, so oh man, do we want to uh, do we want to go <laughs> do we want to, I think we'll probably just have to leave this one for now. That but is acting to say, like
2: sixteen is pedophilic is 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 just no, it's disingenuous. No, it's in not, it, the vast majority of American states you can I, legally I have that sex even, with an eighty-year-old. Let 16. let me, let let me 16, give you this hypothetical:
0: that even if the legal age of consent is sixteen, and you go, you're thirty-two, and you go bang someone's seventeen-year-old daughter, and, that is not and, what I
2: was saying. I was talking I know, about
0: but, a, but
2: approaching for marriage. But
0: we're talking about age of consent here, and so yeah. there there's a I think there's a moral problem in that when that is against dad's wishes. Um, And so I would have to say that if there's some sort of ideological grooming against dad's wishes at that point, there's there's a similar moral component there, too.
3: Well,
2: that that applies to basically anybody's relationship, doesn't it?
0: I'm not sure what you mean.
2: Like almost everybody, especially in high school, is dating somebody who has philosophies that run counter to their parents
3: worldview.
0: Uh. So you're, I guess is the relationship founded with that purpose though? Because the the whole with what the, with what purpose? With the purpose of ideological conversion, because that was the intent with which this relationship was formed.
2: I mean, yeah, totally. I don't know about that.
0: Like every relationship you had in high school, even if you had ideological disagreement, you you initiated every boyfriend
2: it. that I had that believed something different than I did wanted me to believe what he believed.
0: I could see that, but maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, even if it's not the explicit intent at the start, it's like a natural consequence of maybe the male psychology or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think this is all natural.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave this conversation there because we've got to, we'll, we'll do a We're four hour show. We're never going to Colin know, talk okay. show said, um, what would you buy if you won the lottery? Sure. You would invest your money and all that uh, gay stuff, but, What is something fun you would buy? And I'm talking about not some trip or experience. Well, why can't I do that? At the moment, jackpots are around hundred million dollars after taxes. If you need a price range, think ten million dollars or so, and you can do all the gay stuff with the other ninety. Well, quick answer, because that's what we're going to have to do tonight. I know that's against the rules for some reason, but I cert I would I would take my family on an awesome trip just because we never do. He that.
2: specifically said not that. Well, that.
0: That's ridiculous. It's like what what's your fa- <laughs> what what would you do with if if you had all the money to do the things that you want to do? What would you do? That's what I would do. I would take my family somewhere. But if you awesome. have to buy
2: one awesome toy, that's I think that's what he's getting at.
0: <laughs> wait i guess i get a sweet car i don't know
2: yeah okay i would get a yacht
0: yeah fuck the ocean and fuck the water i guess you don't technically have to be <laughs> well, on this the ocean. submarine
2: thing really affected you emotionally
0: can you, can you yacht on the lake depends on the size of the lake i guess
2: no no i would get like an ocean yacht and put it in like you know
0: i mean if the ocean if the lake is that big enough it's basically an ocean anyway so fuck that <laughs> lake too
2: heavy d oh god i'm
3: gonna throw okay
2: You mentioned last week you're concerned that the establishment types are back in DeSantis. Trump personally endorsed Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney. Trump hired John Bolton, Nikki Haley, Jared Kushner, Ivanka. Trump is the father of the vaccine, still won't say anything bad about it. Trump almost hired RFK Jr., but then Pfizer gave him $1 million. RFK Jr. never got hired. Are you concerned that Trump is establishment now? I was concerned that Trump was establishment on day one. Like this thing of, oh, this thing of Trump draining the swamp, like, He's always had swamp elements. He was a a thrice married philanderer, New York elite billionaire, like acting like he's not part of this, like, like, you know, rubbing elbows with the elite thing was just, you know, intellectually dishonest for all of us. He's always been some kind of swamp creature. He's not every man. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I guess, uh, do I have concerns about those moves? And I have particular concern about the vaccine stuff and then still seem occasionally at least promoting the vaccine is like this great accomplishment. Um Yeah. And, and to what extent is that very similar to my concerns about Ron DeSantis and who's backing him? I would, I think you've made a great case that those should be more comparable concerns than maybe I mentioned uh, <laughs> yeah. or described earlier, yeah. but I, the only way I can wiggle out of this and it's not much of a wiggle. I, I just have to be honest and say my predisposition toward Trump, is emotional in nature. I fully acknowledge it. It's not something I try to be rational, reasonable, logical in all contexts of my life. If I can, this is one in which I just want to see the end of the story. And I know that that is probably out of character or not satisfactory, but that's what I got. And, and the only way I can justify that is by saying, I'm probably kidding myself if I think it makes a difference who wins the presidency anyway. That if, if the establishment and the swamp is real, they're all puppets regardless. And so I yeah. just want to see the most entertaining puppet. Uh, more entertaining than the Team America puppets.
2: I haven't re rewatched it.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't mean to... to- to inf- I'll shut up about it so I don't influence your perception on it Mr. Swiggles says or Squigglies, I work 10 minutes from home and make $40,000 but my wife makes $80,000 working from home we have given serious thoughts about me not working and becoming a stay at home husband to take uh, more time with our nonverbal two and a half year old twin boys and our six month old daughter the house and the farm what are your thoughts well I, I certainly have thoughts but I, if you want to start
2: uh, okay. well there you are are children with disabilities in the situation here, which I think drastically changes what otherwise would be an answer of don't do it, but you kind of just have to do whatever you need to, to make that situation work and to provide the most support for your children.
0: I, uh, as a general rule, I think most men are going to find satisfaction in being the breadwinners for their families. As a general rule, I think most women are going to find satisfaction in having their husbands be the breadwinners. Um, that said, it's not, a, it's not an always and never situation. You have to do what's best for your family. And perhaps in your situation, it is best for your wife to be earning the primary income and for you to be caring for the kids. I, I wouldn't say absolutely don't do it because of that general rule, but I would say tread very carefully if you decide to enter this arrangement. The, the way that I would do it, because I know that if I entered an arrangement like this, I think that it would bother me and I'm, I bet it might bother my wife too and you you have to commit to having very honest conversations about that that is to say yeah. if it does if it oftentimes i think women get kind of resentful of their husbands if their husbands are in some sort of perceived i'm not saying you will be subordinate in this in this arrangement but sometimes it just it can feel that way
2: i mean um, i would do it because of the situation with your twin boys and that's like such a drastic discrepancy in income mm-hmm. but i would keep a close eye on your sex life and if it seems like if it seems like it's fizzling out a little bit. You need to switch that up so you have more authority in the marriage.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to stay committed to very honest communication about all of this stuff. Because if you if there's any dissatisfaction brewing on either of your parts for a long time, uh, that has potential for massive conflict. So just um, I don't think there's anything wrong with with doing what you think is right for your family, and, and perhaps that is um, just. Tread carefully wow. and, and speak with each other on honest terms, and I think you'll be fine.
2: J. Good 14. luck. Scott Greer had a recent Substack article about the right embracing Trailer Park chic to own the elite liberal left. Can populist conservatism and Friedman capitalists exist as a coalition, or did Paul Ryan destroy that notion? This is a meaty question. Let me reread this. I don't quite understand the premise. I didn't read the Substack. Trailer Park
0: chic. It. So this would be like a decor or like a... This would be to glorify, I guess, what would be perceived as like redneck or white trash culture, but we're going to make it cool or luxurious or something.
2: I don't understand.
3: Okay, here's
2: the yeah. I I guess I'm
0: I'm not I'm not getting the concept entirely. Are there any? So he's saying can populist conservative and he I guess he would say. That this is part of Freedman capitalism, potentially? Anyway, well. I, I guess a I do A viral don't...
2: clip drew out the trailer park chic within our sphere this week. An RW account uh, shared a video of a young mother making a four making food for her kids in a mobile home. The video attracted the attention of mainstream right figures like Matt Walsh and several dissident accounts. The majority agreed this woman was awesome and a model for all women. Huh. Um, some recommended that people should move into a trailer park to find a trad woman like this young lady. Okay. Oh.
0: So maybe, um, I, I guess I don't fully I might have to punt on this one and say I'll, I'll have to take a look at it because I don't fully understand the concept. I
2: don't know, man. I live amongst a bunch of hicks and, you know, there's like nothing worse than white trash. I mean, ghetto black culture is terrible and you're not going to find that violence in white trash culture. But we got a lot of problems. Nobody wants to live with hicks, right?
0: Um, depends on your definition of hick. I don't know. Some hicks I are cool. Some hicks. I was watching are misunderstood. this
2: table of hicks eat the other day, and it was like all the women were so fucking fat and so tatted up, and like I wanted to vomit. Not just because I'm pretty.
0: I, th- I was, yeah, was going to say that seems like status quo. Anyway, uh, JD, I'm sorry to leave this one. I just, I'm not. I don't uh, really understand. I don't fully understand it. So if you want to email me, I could probably take a look at the material and we could exchange some thoughts that way. I apologize. I also
2: am for... not sure about the Paul Ryan Association.
0: Yeah, I just don't fully understand the concept. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, this guy's
2: the best username David
0: Koresh Matthews Band. I never thought I would be uh, taking Richard Parker's side on the censorship train, but don't you think that uh, to fight for society as a whole to which every family is a member of, that it can only be fought at the macro level when families who don't know any better can be led astray by culture and media. Sure. I think that takes leadership though. I think, I think that takes leadership of, of explaining to people what good choices are. Ultimately you want people living good lives and making good choices because they understand those choices, not because they have a gun pointed at their face. And I'm,
2: but do you care why they're making good choices? I mean, yes, the, the yeah. outcome in society is the same. No, it? I do
0: care why, because because that individual's right to self-determination is paramount. So that I don't know what have if a right they're to just go,
2: really, really stupid.
0: Well, even still, I don't have a right to go pointing guns at people's faces and say you will live this way or else. So what, if, what if pe-
2: shame does that? What if societal shame, like stringent well, shame standards do it?
0: That that is different than throwing people in prison for ideological reasons, as in if you if you say this thing or you produce this text, you'll be thrown in prison. Um, Yeah, it's 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 very important to me. Moral standards are obviously important Um, and I don't want to create a culture in which we act like they don't exist or they're made up. But people have to understand the why question or else they'll never truly live those lives. They'll just live a life in fear of punishment. And that's no way to live. You don't live a quality. You don't make quality choices and live a quality life because you're afraid that someone is going to punish you if you step outside the boundaries. You want to obey those boundaries because you understand why those boundaries are there. And that's incumbent upon leaders to explain why we ought to observe those boundaries.
2: Yeah, this next question sounds like a good question for you. I don't even know how to answer it.
0: Well, it sounds like a trick name again, Alf.
2: Alpha male.
0: Oh, alpha. Okay, Alf. That that's not even dirty. You could just put alpha male. Oh. How much do you know about Supreme Court justices prior to the nine that we currently have? If you had to say which one would be your favorite, I actually don't know a lot about the court history prior to like the Renquist Court. So like the last twenty. years. There have years. been some
2: presidents, right? Uh, wasn't there like, only was one? It, I thought there was only one who served as, as president really and
0: Supreme Court justice.
2: Okay, then it must have been Taft. Um, uh,
0: so I, as far as reading opinions, you know, I've read um, big decisions, historical decisions. I'm talking like the Plessy v. Ferguson's and the Brown v. Boards and a lot of the um, the First Amendment cases, a lot of the substantive due process cases. I'm trying to think, though, nobody, write, nobody wrote an opinion that was as a matter of entertainment and I think generally constitutionally correct perspective than Scalia. Scalia is, is the yeah. champion. Uh, as far as, as far as ideological consistency and clarity, uh, Thomas is right there, but Thomas doesn't, Thomas doesn't mock people in the way that Scalia did.
3: <laughs> he and that's really why, didn't he?
0: that's why Scalia was fun to read. But before that, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like if you, if you ask me uh, my favorite, um, you know, like early 1900s era Supreme Court justice. I have no I'm, clue. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's outside of my wheelhouse a little bit. But if you have suggestions on who I should check out, I would be happy to do that.
2: A word that nobody knows how to say: Worcestershire. We're Worcestershire. I've heard Worcestershire or Worcestershire.
0: Worcestershire. Yeah.
2: Worcestershire. Sire. It's a word that makes you sound like you're having a stroke. What sauce? Oh, this is an important question. Or sauces. Do you put on your cheeseburger uh-huh. what cheese on your cheeseburger? Pretzel bun or sesame? Okay, let's go through this one at a time. Okay, sauces on your cheeseburger mayo, ketchup, tiny bit of mustard.
0: I can get with that. Mustard. Generally, I don't put mayo on my own, but if it's at a restaurant, like I don't refuse. Um, um
2: what about cheese? I'm not a cheese purist,
0: it, I like it's, a good it's, slice of
2: American cheese. It's on, deli
0: on deluxe, that. man. Craft deli. Give me that slop. <sighs> No, um,
2: pretzel bun or sesame,
3: sesame,
0: bun. sesame, sesame. And I would say as far as sauces, uh, I don't get too fancy. You got to you got to go ketchup and mustard. But if you're feeling fancy, um, I would say steak sauce is underrated. I would also really? say I would also say that if you want that kind of burger, certain barbecue sauces are pretty good, too. Like if you make an onion ring and barbecue sauce and cheese kind of burger. That's pretty legit.
2: What about a hot dog or a brat?
0: Uh, generally I would say Brat.
2: No, what sauces do you put on a Brat? I think oh, for a Brat, you can only put mustard. I, I think that if you put ketchup between. on a Brat, the Germans actually kill you. Uh-huh. Say, uh, I would s-
0: uh, no, the, the kind, the, how do I say this without inviting any jokes? I don't cook a lot of sausages on the grill, but the kind I do like, the elite kind, uh, <laughs> my preferred sausage, uh, they're these chicken and apple ones chicken and apple and gouda cheese and those are the ones that I'll make but I don't put ketchup on those that is a that is strictly a mustard and pickle and sometimes I'll put cheese actually on the the sausage itself even mm, though it has cheese little, in it
2: a little onions a little caramelized onion on you there. could do that maybe. but it,
0: pickle mandatory mustard mandatory all of it but' other a secondary. straight
2: American hot dog you got to do two swipes of ketchup a squiggle of mustard or you're, you're just not American. It's a two to
0: one ketchup to mustard ratio.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. I, I, I'm probably more on the mustard side of that for all sausage type foods. I don't even know. I'm not a ketchup hater though. But uh, the thing is though, I I don't care that it enriches John Kerry or whoever it's Heinz and not hunts. Hunts people can go fuck themselves. I don't know what that is.
2: I like primal kitchen too
0: that's probably the, the correct choice. I should not, I should stop enriching the Heinz dynasty, but
2: did I yeah. read that one.
0: Uh, I'll read this one. Expatriate. I'm an American male in my late twenties. Considering expatriation to Mexico. Last question, Matt responded with a desire to desire for someone to fiddle with as this country sinks. I just yeah, assumed it was I a molestation. I, thing. I, I okay. did say that, uh, <laughs> Why go down with this ship? Alternatively, why fight for Walmart, strip malls, alphabet agencies, and progressivism for a dying country with no future and no past that hates me? Well, that's oh, interesting. That's I, I, don't, I guess when I say that, I'm not necessarily fighting for like a specific corporation or a specific federal agency. I'm fighting for the moral principles on which this country was founded, which I, I believe are correct. I'm also fighting for my family and and everything that I personally have built here and that my family before me has built here. I'm not even saying that you're you're inherently wrong. Uh, Fundamentally, a lot of this country's history is built on life here sucks. I'm going to go try something else out in the Wild West and see what I can make for myself. So I'm never going to I'm not going to lecture you if you've decided that's what's best for you. I think that's part of the American tradition, to be honest. Um, but for me, it, it's sort of a if not here, then where question too. Um, if you could tell if, if I knew that there was like a a front, a modern day frontier, sort of like today's Oregon Trail, I'd be where, there. Yeah, I, I would I would strongly consider that possibility for the promise of being left alone to pursue my own destiny. I, I'd be willing to give up a lot and I'd be willing to face a lot of adversity. I just don't know that that place exists necessarily. That's Um, true.
2: Yeah. People are, when I complain about America, they're like, well, what country are you going to go to? And that's a legitimate question. It's like, whether or not we're in a shitty situation, which we are, um, we are in this melting pot for better or worse. And this is our country. Um, I, he also doesn't say if he's uh, ethnically Spanish. Which I think would change my answer on this. Like, if you're just some white guy and you're like, "I'm moving to Mexico," like, well, why? I mean, I hope
0: you're moving to the resorts.
2: Yeah, really. If if you're Mexican, <laughs> like, if and you have a Mexican heritage, then like, I don't think this is a bad idea. There, there, there's a a safety issue here.
0: Don't go there for plastic surgery or whatever the hell. Yeah, really. Those people who got a gunned down. No, um, I yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, but I just. In general, and I, maybe you have a connection to Mexico, like blonde saying. In general, I, I would not. If you ask me, would you rather live in Mexico or the United States? I'm taking the United States 10 out of 10 Every times, time, yeah. even in a, its current state, which I think is yep. damaged. Uh, but They
3: were
2: awesome on COVID, though.
0: Were well, okay, go on. Maybe I'm underselling Mexico.
2: But then, you know, somebody from the cartel makes you put 50 balloons of heroin in your butthole. And if you don't do it, hmm. then they choke out your toddler with their own intestines. So, Hmm. you know, trade-offs, right?
0: I guess so. Uh, We, we still have a mountain of questions here. So Richard Parker. (laughs) Yeah. right.
2: Dear blonde, thank you so much for correcting any misunderstanding, correctly stating my position, namely the culture and parenting are dual influences. Matt would lead you to assert. We're never going to finish the show that I, or anyone who adheres to my position would want you or anyone to intervene as responsible, in responsible, correct parenting, such as blonde, given that she and those like her are not doing anything wrong. Why are you so utterly unable or unwilling to discriminate between good traditional parenting and destructive parenting? How would any society have things like CPS laws against child abuse, et cetera. Um, if society does not have some oversight role in parenting in actuality, of course, I submit that rap music, transgender lunacy and other moral agents of moral corruption should be banned outright, Not just in the context of minors or parenting. All right. Two minutes.
0: Two minutes. Yeah. I, I would say you're, Every agency that you're referencing there is about crimes committed against the kids that are not ideological in nature. What you're talking about with rap music legal, or books yeah. or all these things, you're talking about ideas. And, and I, I don't think I've ever argued that there's no such that that there's no objective morality here. Obviously, I'm a big fan. But in every conversation that we've had, you're talking about policing ideas between parent and child. You're not talking mm-hmm. about intervening when a parent beats his kid's ass. Or commit some other sort of crime against the kid. So, yeah, w- w- what was the phrasing here? Why are you unable to... Dist- or Utterly the- unable. Intervene in responsible, to- correct parenting. Well, that's my problem. It's Richard Parker deciding that's responsible, correct parenting. Therefore, I won't intervene. What happens when you decide it is irresponsible and incorrect is you assume the moral authority to say... I have the right to go intervene between that parent and child, and I don't think you do. C- certainly, for ideological reasons.
2: Unless you, you're trying to court their daughters, then, I think then Matt can agree with me. Then, and
0: they're seventeen. Is that the one yes. that we just
3: Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. okay. Pete's butt plug. <laughs> so Matt, what are your thoughts on Brian Atlas, host of the Whatever podcast? Reminds me of you. I, I don't even know who that is. Do you? The,
0: you know the Whatever podcast? I'm sure. No. Oh, it's the it's the guy they have. You've seen like the like the like girl, right?
2: I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. You've
0: seen this uh, this this podcast, this show. It's called the whatever podcast. And mostly they have. Oh, yeah. It's this guy. Okay, right up your alley, like a bunch of. Not particularly intelligent or perhaps misled young women to discuss relationship topics.
2: Oh, this is the Destiny v. Lila Rose abortion. Yeah, it was that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like that that awful trans hippopotamus woman. I know it's good. Uh, He does kind of look like you.
0: I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a lot of thoughts on him as a host because I haven't listened to the show in full enough to establish what I think of him. I think that they've clearly created a formula that has captured. A lot of attention. And so I have to have some respect for that. But as far as his personal yeah. views, I don't know enough about his personal views to say whether I appreciate him or not. Seems like he's a pretty good interviewer, though, in terms of getting people getting at the heart of, of people's ideas and uh, making an entertaining show. So
3: it is really entertaining.
0: good for him. Yeah. Shekelstein, 1488. Why is the left around, allowed to run advocacy as a not-for-profit and not us? Can the Matt and Blonde Show be a not-for-profit enterprise with the goals of education and advocacy? I would like to write off all my contributions the same way people write off BLM contributions and DEI race hustlers. You actually could. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, really? Like a lot of your Second Amendment advocacy organizations are nonprofits. Um, mm. If I wanted to structure this business as a nonprofit, it's theoretically possible. I suppose I've not. I've not. Uh, The reason that, at least in our case, the reason that is not the case is not because we've been prohibited from doing that. It's because I've never explored the possibility of doing that. But to be honest, whether it's legally possible or not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I would consider I I wouldn't consider what we do like an educational charity thing necessarily. I mean, this is a business in so far as we have operational costs like any nonprofit does but we also exist to make sure that our families can be sustained and and all of that. I don't, I I don't know that I would call what I run just on moral terms, not legal terms. I wouldn't call it a charity per se. I think that it provides a service for people and I think people find value in that service. And I think that's great, but charity is not a word that I would use to describe it. I, I do do it for its own sake because I think that it's worthwhile and I'm very fortunate and we're very fortunate to have people who find value in it and contribute value to sustain it. But the definition of charity to me is something that's right beyond that. I I guess I haven't thought about what exactly that means, but it's, it's like, I I guess providing for people in need or Mm -hmm. filling some sort of niche of need that the market does not provide that that's not, necessarily what this show does. Like I look at like a, I'll take the most extreme example, like a soup kitchen feeding poor, hungry people. And this show are different things. Mm -hmm. And I, to say that they're the same for tax purposes or whatever. In a perfect world, there would be no federal income tax to worry about anyway. And we don't have to make those distinctions, but yeah, I, anyway, to, to clarify on the question, it's just, it's a matter of our own, legal navigation rather than anyone telling us that we can't do that.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ray
0: (laughs) linear. I don't know what that one is. I recall um, both of you saying a few years ago that racism was just an opinion. Do you still stand by this? I respectfully disagree. I would posit that it's more of a mild character flaw. For example, if a black lives matter activist says white people are entitled to are entitled colonizer pricks, I think it would be sugarcoating it to say that they are just stating their racist opinion, but rather they are putting their character flaw of racism on display. No, I think that's an opinion. I need that yeah. sounder from, uh, what's, uh, don't we have, uh, the big Lebowski available for vote. That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. But that's it is, it, it, it really is. It is a view, right? Racism by definition is a view of a collective group of people by race and generally negative in nature but that's what it is. It's an opinion. It's a viewpoint.
2: Yeah. Do I think it's a reflection on the more on the morality of somebody's character? No. Um, and I think by, by modern definitions of uh, racism, ev- every single person is racist. Like the people that are acting like by modern definitions of race, of racism, that are not racist. They're talking about how they hate white people. Uh, they're racist. If you accept that there's higher crime, in the black community and you act accordingly that by any modern definition is racist. You're a racist. You stereotype about any groups, no matter how true you're racist. I just, everybody's racist and it's fine. And it's not a reflection on their character. Also who cares? I don't think I'm wrong about this. I just,
0: the, the moral component here, I guess would be the, some sort of action component. Um, It's not to say that there aren't wrong ideas, and you would say, well, it's wrong to judge. uh, I could to argue the other side of this. I would. I could say it's wrong to judge a group of people based on. uh, It's wrong to judge the individual based on group data, or it's wrong to judge a group of people by some sort of immutable characteristic or something like that. Well, I, I suppose, but unless I commit some sort of action against those people, there's not really a moral wrong to police. Like, can you have morally? Can you have viewpoints that are incorrect? Yeah. In the same way that I would say a communist viewpoint is incorrect. Yeah. Um But when we say immoral, does that mean I should have some sort of right to go policing that, that viewpoint? I guess no. that's where, that's where I would say no. That, and that's why I say it's a viewpoint like any other racism, communism, uh, any other negative perspective, they're viewpoints. They're things that we don't like and we're free to argue against mm-hmm. them. But I, I just want to. I just want to be clear that the moral component is something distinct from, say, a crime. It's not that there's right. no moral consideration. It's just we're, we're not talking about something that we're going to be policing. Chris P three, four, one says, now that you guys are parents, what are your opinions on discipline? Do you think the child should be spanked or injured when they misbehave? Oh God. <laughs> now here's another 20 minute conversation. I think I about the daddy of five incident years ago. Uh, that rings a bell, but I forgot exactly I can't what happened there. What it was. I've seen other videos of parents abusing and downright beating their kids and people who defend it saying they will be tough and get thicker skin when they grow up. Is there an acceptable way to discipline misbehaving children while not giving them trauma that will harm them physically or mentally in the future? Well, okay, my- let's
2: each get a minute on this one.
0: Okay. Do you want to go first or second?
2: I'll go first. Um, this has been a real challenge because Emmeline's in like a majorly defiant era. Unless I threaten her like 4,000 times, she will not do anything. She won't do anything. I've never spanked her, but I'm looking around at my friends that spank their kids and don't do it when they're angry. They do it as a punishment their kids are all better behaved. Now, I don't know if it's going to translate into adult behavior. And I think you do break a bond of trust between parent and child when you discipline them physically. However, uh, I'm having a really difficult time with gentle parenting. And the stuff that I'm doing is not like super healthy parenting. I'm like, I, I'll put Louie down. Like I I will... Contact the people that make bluey and I will, I will get bluey canceled. I will throw out all of your chapstick. Yeah. I will make you sleep alone in this room. If I don't do it, she won't do anything. And like I, I've tried positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, just everything. If she knows that I want her to do something, she will not do it. And it is maddening. It's yeah. maddening.
0: That's that's the thing about spanking, and I've not. My son is still too young to really understand punishments. He's kind of getting at that phase where if he's misbehaving and we put him in a timeout in his crib, he kind of gets that.
2: Does timeout and, work?
0: Well, it it does work for us insofar as when we tell him that's what's going to happen if he decides to keep behaving this way,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he keeps behaving that way, you can now see the gears in his head when he's being taken to his crib and it's not bedtime. You can sort of see him realizing, oh no, there's a consequence to my behavior. And sometimes he evaluates whether he wants to continue that behavior or not. Sometimes he continues in his bad behavior and he gets a timeout. I um I have generally uh I have made at least open to spanking statements and given perspectives like that on this show in the past. I've not had to implement. I unfairly
2: judged you for that. Um,
0: And I I hope again, I hope I don't have to use physical discipline, but I also recognize that my number one job as a dad is to make sure that my son understands there are rules to the world out there. And if you behave like a jackass, someone's going to punch you in the face. You don't Bro, want you might to be right
2: about that. I'm and, and I'm looking at some other parents that I know that have children that, you know, have never been spanked, gentle parenting, yeah. and especially their sons are out of control.
0: My my control. So that's my main objective. My son has to understand how to navigate the world, but when I think about how to install discipline and and how to enact punishment, he has to be able to understand why the punishment is being delivered. Otherwise, I think the difference between between trauma and learning the lesson is is that mental faculty to process what is happening and that's another yeah. reason I have not even thought about deploying spanking yet my son's not even 2 and part of and a, a, it's not that he doesn't act up he does it's that I don't think that he's capable of processing Hitting what it. that yeah. means
2: so then it's just about you and well it's, you it's just making your anger you know
0: yeah and I don't want to do it out of anger I want him to learn a lesson Whatever punishment I deploy, it's about the lesson that is being learned. And until he's capable of of understanding that lesson, I don't want to deploy those methods. For people that are in opposition to spanking, I just I, I understand there there has to be a line at which physical uh, punishment becomes abusive. Clearly, there is there is a line there. You start punching your kid in the face and giving him black right, eyes. That's yeah. drastically different from a slap on the butt or whatever. But the thing is, every punishment you deploy will be morally distinct from behavior that you would engage in in any other context. I've heard people have raised arguments. Well, you, you wouldn't hit a guy on the street, I guess. Yeah, but the guy on the street is not my son. I also wouldn't take that guy, capture him and lock him in a room because that would be false imprisonment.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I have not just a moral right, but a moral obligation to punish my children for their wrongdoing in a way that I would never be justified in enacting on another person out there. So whether you choose to do it through some sort of psychological means, some sort of physical confinement, or some sort of physical discipline like spanking, you are doing something that is morally distinct from the way you enact with every other person in the world, and uh, that's a long way of that's saying I'm open. I'm open. I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm pro spanking per se because I just this is not something I have experience in, but I'm I'm open to to the proper methods of making sure that my son understands the way that the world works. I hope he understands that naturally, but if he doesn't, then it's my job as his dad to make sure that he learns those lessons.
2: Brian, is it normal for people to think racist thoughts when minorities do degenerate? Things? <laughs> Whenever a minority acts like a degenerate piece of shit towards me or others in public, the first thing I think of is racial slurs. Obviously I'll never say them out loud, but you can't get in trouble for what you're thinking inside your head. When I think these things, I'm not being racist toward the whole race. Only this one person I'm pretty sure even the nicest, most progressive person out there has thoughts about saying the most vile things towards people who have wronged them. We all know Blonde's answer. What about you, Matt? The guy who always tries to take the moral high ground.
0: Uh, As in, are you, let let me make sure I understand the question. Are you wrong to reach group conclusions based on?
2: He's mad that he's saying the N word in his head when he Uh. sees black people doing degenerate stuff. That's what he's saying.
0: I don't know that you're wrong to draw whatever conclusions you may draw from your observation of the world. I think let me let me put it this way. I think that that even though groups, however you cut groups, whether it's by gender, by race, by age, groups are going to behave differently and you're going to have different general behaviors across groups, no matter how you slice it. I think that as as a general rule, we and as a moral matter, we should do our best to evaluate individuals as individuals, both as a matter of justice—that is to say, we don't punish groups for the crimes of individuals—but as a matter of just our common courtesy to each other. If I meet a guy on the street, hey, I'm Joe, and I'm you know I fit demographic A, B, and C. Well, I want to make I want to give Joe the fair opportunity to prove his character, rather than assuming that he fits the the typical traits of demographic A, B, and C. Right. But but at the same time, that doesn't mean I deny the reality, like. I I can let's put it this way. I can meet a black person and treat that person perfectly respectfully and give them the opportunity as an individual to demonstrate that character without denying that. Yeah, there's kind of a problem, a crime problem in that demographic. Generally speaking, they're not mutually exclusive. And I think as long as you as long as you maintain the ability to give the the individual the proper chance and respect that individual deserves, I don't think that you're doing anything wrong by observing general trends in the world. in fact, I think you're doing something wrong if you deny general trends in the world. The truth is paramount you have to you have to accept the truth otherwise, what are we doing here?
2: Uh, ain't that the truth? You're up
0: beware of Nicks <laughs> Matt, what is your problem with big age gaps i'm thirty eight and my girlfriend is twenty two It's fantastic. You know these ages line up perfectly N- Mr. Nick did you he, he was 32 when she was 16. All right. This is.
2: Is that right?
0: This, that's, that's exactly how it would have been. Roughly that way. Uh, when did you first enter this arrangement, Mr. Nick? Yeah,
3: right. No,
0: um, seriously speaking, uh, if you're 38 and you're, and she's 22 and you're both adult, like that is not obviously not the same situation that we were talking about earlier. I think the moral component here uh, about age gaps is what is the purpose of union between man and woman? The purpose of union between man and woman is the creation of children the building of family you can do that with a large age gap and i hope that you guys do um where it may not be ideal though is if you're if you're drastically older than your spouse odds are higher that you're going to die before she does which is statistically true for men anyway or or you may you may die uh if you're that old and you're having kids later you may die at an earlier stage in your kids life which would be a disadvantageous for them
3: yeah it's not
0: like I'm not saying you're committing some kind of crime here. I'm just saying there are. It's not
2: ideal. It's not.
0: There are considerations about how best to serve the goal of that relationship, which is your family and your children. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people, you just don't meet the right person. You don't have the right circumstance until you're older. I get it. Um, I'm not saying that you've made some moral failure here. Uh, I just think that there are ideals and we should generally aim for ideals And if we can't hit them, we get something that is uh, that is that is perfectly acceptable and as close as we can. And I wish you guys the best. Gilgamesh says, hey, hey, uh, Matt and Blonde, Blonde and Matt. Actually, he put I I feel slighted. Do you love how Putin outsmarted the West with the uh, Purgosian thing by letting Purgosian go through with the coup so that Putin could expose Purgosian, other traders of the West and collaborators against Russia? Well, did Purgosian ever even show up in uh, Belarus? Did we? I don't know. I don't think What the hell even happened? I'm not look. saying that theory of what happened is wrong. I just, I'm not convinced that Prigozhin is a traitor. Is what I'm saying. I think Putin and Prigozhin are quite friendly, and for whatever reason, they needed to move him to Belarus potentially. I, the theory okay, that, he got
2: there yesterday,
0: oh, so he is there. The theory that a chatter, according
2: to Lukashenko,
0: so who knows? Oh, well, the theory that a chatter had mentioned on Sunday that maybe this was just a they wanted to do this for military purposes. They want. Purgosian and his guys positioned in belarus or something i mean that, that, that <sighs> could make sense too but yeah i whatever is happening i agree we're watching a putin show of some kind i yeah, I, we, I would grant your totally. premise there Hypno- um, hypnagogic monk
2: how are we supposed to take the atf seriously when its own background form four four seven three gives three options under gender: male, female, and non-binary. God bless. It, I think it, is that we're not supposed now? to take we're not supposed to take any alphabet agencies seriously because they're not comprised of serious people, and our government isn't a serious government. So we should be laughing at them and not taking them seriously because they're jokes.
0: Yeah, I uh, even though that is funny that they have non-binary listed. Um, when they started burning down, you know, people because they may have had certain gun parts burning down entire communities of people. That's, uh, that's when they, that's when they definitely lost credibility. They they actually lost credibility upon their, um, upon their organization because they are oh, yeah. probably more than, than any alphabet agency, which the vast majority of them are unconstitutional. The ATF exists solely for an unconstitutional, purpose. I guess maybe not strictly. They do have alcohol and tobacco and maybe the, maybe there's a constitutional federal regulation role for those things, but firearms are what? off limits no. from federal regulation per the second amendment.
3: Right. And, exactly. and to
0: that extent, the ATF is, is bogus in its organization itself. Gate Lord Steam Bath. Hey, Matt and blonde, you two mentioned the coming collapse very often, but I never heard either of you speak at length about what exactly the collapse is. What do you think about when you mention the collapse?
2: Um, I think about uh, having no government agencies, so there's no government enforcement and there's no police. Uh, there's, we're off the grid, so there's, um, no electronic communication, uh, and it's just small communities doing what they can to make sure everybody else doesn't starve.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. Think of like the worst disruptions of early Corona when there were a lot of missing products and a lot of stores that were closed and just a lot of. At that point, it was very annoying inconveniences. You know, it wasn't end of society stuff. But take that. That was kind of like a preview, a trial run.
2: But like that times 100.
0: Yeah. And that's the sort of situation that you're in where all of a sudden everybody's panic buying everything off the shelves. And there isn't a reliable way to get replacements. And people aren't working all the switches and levers that make everything in society function. So all of a sudden you don't have that thing that you thought you could count on at all times. That's kind of what I think when I think of uh, generally similar themes that, that you're describing there, that every luxury of modern life that you take for granted, what what happens if even just a few of those get deleted because mm-hmm. nobody's working them anymore, because there's some sort of social conflict that is causing those to go offline?
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Squish, how are you finding evidence based guidance on kids and newborns to healthcare, care, um, particularly regarding shots? But I know I will struggle in other areas. I'm expecting my first. This year, I'm noticing a lot of messaging using emotional coercion and fear, and I can't make decisions with that. I need numbers and statistics. Also, how can I find a pediatrician that isn't paternalistic and uses emotional coercion shame for even asking about things like efficacy? Okay. So like, you're going to have to find some kind of naturopath pediatrician that might not know all their stuff because I, you know what my pediatrician said the other day? That um, I have to get the baby vaccinated with hepatitis B because you get hepatitis B from surfaces. I'm like, okay, you get hepatitis B from ass-fucking and using uh, intravenous drugs. What kind of surface?
0: Maybe the uh, bathroom stall at the gayest bar in San Francisco.
2: She's like, well, it's the bacteria. So people get it all the time just by Uh touching surfaces and putting it in their mouths. I was like, no one in the history of mankind has gotten hepatitis B like that. You cannot get unbiased information. The healthcare system can't be trusted. Nobody has the interest of their children looking out. I don't know where you can get... I, I hate to say it, but can, I don't know why I hate to say this, but Candace Owens has become a really good resource on the vaccine thing. Hmm. RFK Jr., of course. I,
0: I I have to answer that I'm in your same position of of struggling and confusion. So am I. I, I we're, we still have not found what we would consider to be a pediatrician we can rely on
1: Medially.
0: for various reasons, some of them gender ideology-based, some of them vaccine... I would say... Uh, Vaccine eagerness <laughs> uh, and hostility to any questions about vaccines. Yeah, there, there's. There's not a site. There's not like some website I can direct you to where, where I think, oh, this person is is saying all the right things but there's not a a pediatrician in my community where that i've found where i'm thinking this is a person who will give me all the information straight and respect whatever decision i make on behalf of my children i've not found that person and it is a very weird and and I don't know, maybe scary is, is too strong of a word, but I haven't been able to shake the feeling that every time we go into a pediatrics clinic, they view my son as some sort of cash grab or a bunch of boxes to check rather than an individual person with individual health needs and totally, a parent with him yeah. who may have viewpoints different from the doctor that ought to oh, be respected.
2: Yeah, the vaccine thing. I, I don't know. I don't think my ex child's going to have any vaccines. Emmeline had some. But like my problem with these vaccines, one I didn't know when I gave her some vaccines that some were derived from aborted fetal cell lines, and now that I know that, like I and that's a whole separate
0: moral component. It's a
2: huge moral. It's a huge problem, and so I can't give her any of those vaccines. And then for the diseases that I actually do want to protect her from, and maybe the vaccine is worthwhile, like measles, I can't give her measles because it's MMR, and nobody just gives the measles vaccine. I still have to give her measles, mumps, and rubella. So it's like, what do I? I'm after COVID I'm given basically no options except I uh you can't put anything in my
3: child like nothing so
0: yeah I wish I had a better answer for you squish but I'm in the same box so if you discover this resource please send it my way I am as eager for it as you are
2: yeah especially because we're both gonna have babies soon um, yeah. god willing Jacob T today's hobbies are considered nerdy and niche in the past are now among the biggest pieces of entertainment such as video games and superheroes however because of how big they are in the mainstream, they run the inevitable problem of the woke crowd taking it and run it, ruining it to spread their agenda. People who pretend those to like those hobbies to force the propaganda and turn those hobbies against the actual fans, Do they speak out against it, Look what happened with Star Wars. Would you guys prefer to have your hobbies and interests be popular with the mainstream, to have more fans and pieces of entertainment, to enjoy the risks of it becoming woke or let them continue to be small and niche, where not many people know you run the risk of being a social outcast because you enjoy those hobbies? Niche, give me niche every time, especially because... Um, on the internet you can find all these instructional videos by nerds that can that line up with your beliefs and also i don't i don't know i just don't care about being a social outcast at this point in time in my life but i'm very well liked
0: (laughs) and very very famous in fact many are intimidated to meet you so
2: famous yeah uh like jennifer lawrence
0: i would uh, i i'm going to agree with that Mm -hmm. i i would share that general perspective that uh I'm not hostile to things that are big. It's not, sometimes people. Oh, that's mainstream. That's sellout. That's whatever. I don't it's like. Lame, I don't like niche stuff just cause it's niche. But there is something that's fun about having um, a tighter community that's more easily engaged with, and and I, I, whatever your form of entertainment though, having it be infected with ideology in the way that major forms of entertainment have it, is just especially if it's something you're a big fan of, you love Star Wars, you love whatever video game, and all of a sudden it's it's trying to teach you lessons about boys can be girls and girls can be boys. It's, yeah, it sucks. So get, keep me away from that. Incompetent Hands, I know this uh, question is four months too late as it refers to the Crowder footage, but just how superstitious are you, Matt? I know that Ping 2's true identity is the best-kept secret on the internet, but if Ping 2's real name was Hillary, would you marry her just the same? Or would you stop and ask if another Hillary C is what the world really needs? Maybe you buy the ring, but you never get around to purchasing the ring doorbell. Coincidence? Or the universe trying to warn you blonde? What are your thoughts on adoption, Again. Um
2: uh-huh. JK. <laughs> I, I'm
0: not, uh, what's, what's the line? I'm not superstitious. I am a little stitious. What was that from? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an office. Isn't that a Steve Carell thing? I didn't really watch that show, but I think it's from that. Um, I'm not superstitious in that way. Like bad omen kind of things. The way that I'm superstitious as we've d- talked about is that I, I feel this might be even disrespectful to say that it's superstitious because in ways I feel like this is the God concept. So I don't want to yeah. dismiss it as superstition. That might be a weird way to characterize it. But I I feel forces that compel me to do certain things at certain times for reasons I can't really explain. And that like often publicly feel masturbate like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, get shot by an. We forgot to talk about that story on Sunday. I was going to put that in the notes and then I forgot the dad who went and murdered those people. Uh, that in whole Kellogg, family. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Forgot all about that.
2: You might be surprised to find out that I'm not behind this guy.
0: Well, he he just killed a few too many. He killed
2: three too many people. Also, I don't think he should have killed this pedophile because the pedophile didn't rape anybody.
0: Uh, getting really soft. You are pregnant.
2: I don't know, man. It seems um, like he kind of went overboard. Probably.
0: Yeah, the, the, the weird experiences I have are when the world tells me I need to do something at a certain time, and I don't really know why, but I just I have to do it, and it's it's responsible for everything that I have, and so I'm really grateful for it. Uh, but I don't. I'm not like a black cat. Walks under a ladder, everybody's gonna die type person, or like yeah. avoid the cracks in the sidewalk. Yeah, if my. But to you answer do your need question, to listen
2: to the universe, you know.
0: To answer your question directly, if my wife was named Hillary, I think I would still marry her. Although
2: no, you the, would have pumped and dumped her, and you
3: know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is an unfortunate name, though. Uh, and bummer. in the Crowder situation, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's one piece of footage, but there are many who would say that it that that Hillary is the better actor in that arrangement. I don't mean actor like putting on a performance. I mean, the, the person of higher moral fortitude. Uh, I don't know. Th- I guess what I'm saying in more simple terms, I, I don't know that Hillary is the bad guy necessarily. At least definitively.
2: Sorry. I think the situation is deteriorating yeah. downstairs. Um, juggernaut, the destroyer should something be legal if it is immoral and a detriment to society like porn. Mm. Ugh, this is such well-tread subject matter for us. I mean, generally I say yes. And I think generally you would say no, right?
0: Yeah. I, I would say that my view on the law, what the, what the purpose of government is, is to protect us from violating the rights of each other. There are all sorts of immoral, just because people consent to a certain behavior doesn't mean that that behavior is morally square. I, w- I would put porn in that sort of category or the category of gambling or the category of drinking too much. Uh, But I don't believe that government exists to protect you from yourself. And as long as people are as long as nobody's rights are violated when they enter into some sort of agreement in this way, doesn't mean it's a good agreement. doesn't mean that there aren't moral failings in many agreements, but I don't think it's government's role to to police how you treat yourself. And I think fundamentally what porn is. Uh, even though I, I do, I can and do recognize its damage and not just porn only. I think the greatest challenge to my own perspective on this, is we've discussed only fans, I think only yes. fans is yeah. a step beyond it is porn by its nature, but it's another step beyond in its interactivity and the damage that it's doing to men and women alike. Man, if I really am going to challenge myself to think about whether I have this correct about the about the proper role of government. Only fans is the best example I could give of, of the sort sure. of damage that man is that tempting to say, I don't care if nobody's rights have been violated here per se. This is of such Illegal. damage that maybe we ought to crack down on this one. Maybe this one is Come
3: the dark side. Come
0: on. Dude, only fans. Uh, if, if anything's going to get me, it's going to be that.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but, but I, that's my general perspective on the role of government. Government exists to secure the rights of people from violations by others and if you want to treat yourself very poorly that's a matter between you and god there are moral components to that but that is not a matter for government to police generally is my philosophy
2: Zazie mcTavish what would be worse for america not what is feasible the end of 2a successful gun grab or no cash all digital banking you can't say both don't pool me bro um ugh. okay i'm not going to say the end of 2a because everybody would just keep their guns illegally we already have 330 million circulating so i think that A successful gun grab, I think, would be the worst.
0: Ooh, but no cash, all digital. You can't even. There's not really a way to do that as a practical matter, though, because we could all go to a barter economy.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, if you really wanted to move to an Idaho compound and trade chickens for milk or whatever, that could that can be done. So even though I think all digital banking would be catastrophic in terms of what it means for our modern conveniences. Mm -hmm. I guess I got to say that even if you had to go to the chickens for milk economy, if you have firearms to protect yourself, you'd be okay. You're still in an, you know, historically speaking, you're still in a pretty good spot.
2: I think we both have to say successful gun grab.
0: Yeah. If you're totally disarmed,
3: you're screwed. Screwed.
0: You're screwed. Not just for government abuse. You're screwed before the forces of the natural world. In many cases, it's like if I, if I have to flee to, the wilderness to try to fend for myself and build a new life. And I don't have a gun with which to hunt or defend myself.
3: Yeah.
0: That's uh that's pretty disadvantageous. Anyway. Wow. Uh, thank you guys for the email questions. That was a mountain of them, but I'm glad we got through all of them. And now we have to uh, not have to, I say that like it's a chore. Now we have to, uh, and then it, now we are going to go. I said it twice. How ridiculous is that? Now we are going to conclude with your super chance.
2: I know. I do have to step out, though. I can okay. hear the situation. Yeah, fair enough. We've down. we've definitely gone long to. I'm sorry. It's so that we could fight for uh, 15 minutes. Uh, uh, porcupine is where off. we left off. Okay. I will let see me, you guys on Sunday. It's been real. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, thank you for uh, your participation. We'll see you on Sunday. Okay, okay. let me find where I left off uh, on, on YouTube and tippy stream we got that uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna start off on rumble here we'll catch up with rumble we'll move over to youtube and tippy let's see um gotta find where we left off i think it's bert here says uh people get mad about my titan sub memes they ask how do you sleep at night i respond with abundant oxygen and a <laughs> default oem gamepad microsoft nintendo or sony i i I know it's a it's a meme and it's a joke about their controller, but I, I do. I am kind of baffled by the Logitech controller choice. I have to assume that that like a Microsoft Xbox controller would have worked or a PlayStation one. Why? Why the Logitech one? No one has explained that to date. Haughty Torkman says Montana Rail Link should. Uh. Have taken notice of Montana Department of Transportation's 2021 2021 removal of the parallel road bridge due to scour. Maybe they were too busy fantasizing about the $2 billion uh, BNSF for lease buyback. I don't know that much about the rail industry or exactly what you're referring to there. Uh, But I haven't heard any additional news really on the Yellowstone River bridge collapse and train uh, derailment and falling into the river. So... Yeah, I mean, it it would seem that if the thing just collapsed due to the stress of the load or I guess due to the wear and tear of the river over time, that that's something that uh, probably lacked a little bit of oversight on the part of the Montana Department of Transportation. But I'm not exactly sure what went wrong there. Thank you, Twerkman. If you learn more, send it my way. Bert says, for every chat Blonde doesn't see, I'm going to add a harsh movie to my list how would you like to watch bros and cuties you're already watching sallow and hard candy don't make me lameo well you got to be picked but if you if you are selected Bert, you have the free, you have free reign to give a, as punishing of a list as you would like although the audience does have to vote for it too so you might be facing an uphill battle there mr mr nibbles says greg william putting the death uh, the dead in deadbeat dead uh greg greg william who are we talking about here did i miss a reference i apologize if i missed that one greg will i don't know who greg william is but i take it he probably died my condolences bert says what fruit would you put salt or sugar on would you eat uh we would eat that way in my childhood in my adult years it seems redundant to add sugar watermelon is delicious i don't as much as i uh i guess kind of went to bat for salt on watermelon i actually don't I don't eat watermelon very much, as I said, and when I do, it's not like a must to salt it. I just it's something I've done before and I've seen people do. I really don't add much to fruit at all with the possible exception of whipped cream. that that's pretty much it. Strawberries, whipped cream put those together, especially if you got a pancake situation. that's uh, that's perfection. Uh, series from Bert here. Every Taylor Sheridan series is on ice because of the strike. I just found out that Tulsa King is on hold too. I love all his shows. What is your favorite character in the Yellowstone universe? Well, um, if, uh, in the, in the entire universe, let's see. Uh, I really liked JD Dutton in 1883 as in like the, uh, the original patriarch of the Dutton family. That was, um, what's his face? The country music guy. Why can't I think of his name? The country music star who's who's J.D. Dutton in 1883 uh, McGraw. I thought I thought both him and um, Faith Hill were good. Uh, And then I like uh, everyone loves Rip in in Yellowstone, too. Uh, And and Beth's a good character, too. My most hated, I would say uh, I hate Jamie. But you're supposed to hate Jamie. Um, I kind of in a way, I kind of I don't know if I hate uh, is it. Who's the, is it Elsa Dutton? The, it, it, right, that's her name. The, the girl in 1883. I've, it's been so long. Yeah, Elsa. I kind of hate Elsa. She's just kind of annoying. Like she acts like she's, I guess she's supposed to be, you know, of, of a young, immature age. That's the point. But she, she just bounces back and forth in love with different men one second to the next. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm irritated by her. Not very loyal. But I guess that's what happened in the Old West. Your your last uh, prospective husband died in some sort of uh, outlaw gang war. And then your next husband, I don't know, died in an Indian and cowboy war, or however it happened. Oh, wait, he didn't die. She died. Anyway, that's enough spoilers on 1883. Most people die. There you go. Um, Let's see. Bert also says we have fought console wars and are fighting the culture war. Now what wars will come in addition to the gay war? Nobody's surviving the gay war. The gay war is the war to end all wars. Uh, That's the last one. And he says, Matt needs to learn how to wipe and know how much, how much milk his cereal will need tear down your glory hole. I I refuse. I get the wiping thing. I get what you guys are saying. The, nobody actually does milk before cereal. That's that's just I don't really believe anybody who claims they actually do that. I think people just say it to get people going. Ohio Mike, um are you putting your money on Elon or Mark in the MMA fight question? Would you agree that if you bury them alive, it is not really murder? No, I would not agree with that because you are still uh, committing an action upon them that is causing their death. Um, but as far as uh, if I was betting on, on Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg, no, I don't know anything about either guy's fighting prowess. I'm going to assume for both it's next to neither or it's next to none. Um, and as weird as it might sound, I'm going to I would actually bet Mark strictly due to the age factor isn't mark zuckerberg mark zuckerberg is 39 and elon musk is how old 52 so i'm betting mark just on the age factor alone uh and and we'll see how that goes and then i'll learn my lesson forever for being so stupid as to bet on mark zuckerberg in any sort of physical fight Hottie Twerkman says, Blonde's method is Neil Diamond's. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Please come take my hand, girl. You'll be a woman soon. Soon you'll need a man. Does he have a song like that? We need to get Chris Hansen checking in on uh, uh, Neil Diamond as well. I haven't heard that one. Thank you, Hottie Twerkman. JD1492, you play with the team you have, not the team that you want. Yes, personnel is policy, but I'd argue Trump was making or was trying to unite the Republican Party during his term with McConnell securing court picks. Yeah, I mean, well, but the, I guess to counter there, Trump is in charge of making the team at that point. So he he does kind of, if anyone can make the team that he wants, it's the president of the United States. But I suppose just because he offers people people uh, certain positions doesn't mean that they accept them. But anyway, uh, let's uh, we're good on Odyssey. We're good on D Live. We're good on uh, Rumble. Let's catch up with YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it an evening thunderstorm the plus means pedophile and lgbtq plus uh well, if, if that's not the case we're like uh, maybe a couple years away from that if that long dong john says blonde missed out on not playing cod during the best years call of duty that is she'll never get an opportunity to call people n words and f slurs in a socially acceptable setting ever again i think she really would have enjoyed that you <laughs> I know that uh, like bonds as far as I'm aware has never been into has never been a part of video game culture but that particular piece of it of just strangers yelling obscene things at you. I think that she really uh, could have appreciated stumble leaner says the reason the Bud Light boycott caught fire is because we had no shame in denying the training nonsense. Every other mainstream movement relied on the approval of the left. Um. Yeah, well, like, this was the one time where we didn't seek their approval, so they kind of had to surrender or they kind of had to to lay down, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, maybe there maybe there was some some reclamation there of the shaming authority or something. I see what you're saying. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Michael Williford says, like Blonde, I enjoy city life, but they all tend to become blue, deep blue over time. Do you think this is inevitable, and why does it seem to happen without fail? If there's no chance... If if there or is there no chance for a conservative Manhattan debate, destiny, hashtag debate, destiny. Well, first of all, thank you for your support for the show. That is much appreciated.
7: We love you. You're
0: very special. I'm guessing I I know there are a lot of theories about this. I'm going to guess that there's something about such close proximity to others that makes a person want more rules and regulations and. And all of that, that's why maybe that's why urban centers become so left wing and so reliably Democrat. That's the best explanation I could think of. Um, I'm sure there are others, but is there is there any is there no chance? Uh, I if I believed that these people were capable of leaving those who disagree alone, then I would say there's a chance. But if it was me. Um, and I was trying to build a future in a place like Manhattan or any other blue urban center. No, like I would not, I don't think there's a chance for me to build my family in a way that I think is suitable, healthy, um, has any prospect for success in a place like that. So it depends on what your, what your, what your chance means there. Like, can you as a guy get a good job there and, and live? Yeah. Can you, can you live like a traditionally conservative lifestyle and raise your kids the way that you want them to be raised without the influence or even control of these people there? I don't I don't think so. So for that latter point, I would say I would get out. I would I would leave for that purpose. But I know it's easier said than done. I'm not a person who's had family in New York City for decades or even centuries. I know just calling it quits and moving entire families and entire family businesses is not something that is that is easy for people who are already established there. But I got to be realistic about what I think the prospects are right now. And Godspeed, whatever situation you may be in. Robotech 2. Dang, I'm 39.8. I got to find a 16 year old in a few months clipping this for any problems with the parents. Thanks, Blonde. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're able to uh, have have a little bit of fun with the conversation and uh thanks for supporting the show me too says remember you do not win this culture war by fighting by ourselves it's only when we convince the others to join that we win stealing their children makes no allies that's a fair point too i suppose you it, you 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 have to win by convincing people and these and mechanisms of force they may be successful in the moment but they're not successful long term people have to be persuaded toward living the lives that they should live and uh, i would agree that uh that that is a, a, gen- a great a great way to make enemies and make sure that people never go along with you for any reason is to try to insert yourself between parent and child and i know i'm not saying that's what blonde or anyone who agrees with blonde wants to do i'm just uh i'm saying that as a, as a general rule that we ought to be wary of thank you michu Mighty Sebastian says, Annoyed, I didn't get to call in. Matt needs to remove his rose-colored glasses and see the world as it actually is. Winning will require immoral acts. If you can't accept it, you're not serious. Victory at all costs. Well, victory at all costs, is a, that is a way to violate the moral truth of the world. And in general, you don't build success based on betrayal of the world's moral truth. I, I, I'm not uh, suggesting that we don't face threats currently. I think we do. But if we lack the moral integrity to distinguish between what is a threat against us, and what is a mere suspicion that someone we don't like might do something bad, we will become the very sort of amoral or immoral aggressors that we're fighting in the first place. And and that's what I think is uh, is very important to, to maintain. It's just making sure that you are acting um, defensively, unironically, defensively, Susan, and that you are acting with respect to the rights of others. And if you don't maintain those truths and those principles, you are creating the exact sort of chaos world that I think we're fighting in the first place. And I say that in general. I don't say that to you specifically, Mighty Sebastian, because I know that you're not able to respond in this situation. I'm not trying to be accusatory with you, and I appreciate your support for the show. But, but I would say there is, there is a such thing as winning and burning down the moral truth of the world, and winning by doing that makes you an evil, immoral person. And you might, you might win the day by doing that, but you don't win in the long term through those methods. Uh, we have to have a respect for the moral framework of the world. Otherwise, we're living in a chaotic, godless, nonsense world putting ourselves above the world's moral framework, and, and that is a dangerous thing to do. But I anticipate that we'll discuss this more in the future. And thanks for your support for the show. Esoterica Unbound, First Blonde, it's advocates for the obesity of naked watermelon. Oh, sorry. First blonde advocates for the obesity of naked watermelon. Now she's hating on the Hicks. Am I sensing some internalized bicoastal buttholeism from the formerly sweet little Midwestern girl? Well, in fairness and in defense of the absent blonde, she hates just about anything and everything. So you have to allow for even uh, your preferred things to be hated from time to time. Also says Sunday blonde was. Oh, this one came through twice. uh, Esoterica Unbound. So if you didn't mean to send it twice, of course, I will offer you a refund on that. Just send me an email forking around thanks for the uh the quality commentary through the years big life events happening for me might be buying a house and have another baby on the way love seeing how much you guys have grown keep up the good work well it sounds like you are on quite the path yourself there congratulations on the big moves and uh, i'm glad to hear that you are uh, building the things that matter as well And thanks for supporting the show michu says project veritas was taken down because it is structured like a 501c3 charity Attackers use the board to oust James O'Keefe. Yeah, I mean, there are rules that go along with that, too. And and there are certain to be tax exempt as a charity. Obviously, you have a whole bunch of disclosure rules, too, uh, that you'd have to abide by. And um, I mean, obviously, all of the finances of my business are above board. I. I'm not going to, like, create vulnerabilities for myself, whether it's with firearms configurations or whether it's with tax law. I know that there are all sorts of mechanisms of the federal government that could be weaponized against me if one asshole out there decides that they want to send some tip to the wrong guy and get some fed coming after me. So I actually do take these things very seriously. I know, like, I talk about... I think that a lot of these things are fundamentally immoral in concept, but I also understand that if I don't navigate these things carefully and thoughtfully, that there are people out there who would come and separate me from my family and, and make sure my children grow, grow up fatherless for a significant portion of their childhood if I, don't, if I don't do the things that the law, the federal law requires of me. So, so yeah, I, I, I take that very seriously and I make sure I'm not, uh, I'm not taking any shortcuts that would get me in trouble. Uh, esoterica unbound says you can give the little jerk a swat on the bottom and five minutes later everyone can go on with their day or you can gauge engage in hours-long battles of will tormenting all in the vicinity <laughs> don't be a vegan of parenting that's that's an interesting way to put it i suppose um yeah I, i'll find out i mean we're my son is is he'll, he'll be two in september so we're he, he has only a few words. One of his words is no. And I'm very proud of that because no is an excellent word that everyone should know and deploy with more frequency these days. But I also know that no is going to get deployed against dad in inappropriate contexts, And so I have to be prepared to confront that. And, uh, I agree with you that I agree with you as I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, uh, to, to be weak in my approach in making sure that my son understands the uh, the rules of the world and so hopefully he'll get that naturally and, and with ease that is that is my hope but if not then I have to I have to assume a fatherly role and make sure that those lessons are learned Michael Wilford says I wish blonde was available to answer my last question maybe later um yeah you had the one about uh what to do in a blue city michael you're you're welcome to uh, to submit that as a call and show question and we will address it in a future show it'll have to be two weeks from tonight because we're not live the call-in show next week of course but you can submit it uh just through the contact page of the website matt contact and the call-in show question form is what you're looking for and we uh we can respond to that uh for you the next time that we do the call-in show on wednesday july 12th uh looks like we're all good on youtube and tippy looks like we're good on Rumble, and it looks like we're good on DLive. So uh, right at about the three-hour mark. My God, that's uh, the longest call-in show we've done in some time. Uh, we are out of here. So thank you guys for your your calls, your email questions, your super chats. You're putting up with lengthy debates about, uh, about how to find a wife these days. Uh, appreciate everything you guys contribute to the show. Of course, as a reminder, we'll be off next week, July 5th. Hope you have some fun holiday time with your family or your friends or whoever you may be with. And uh, we'll catch you back here Wednesday, July 12th for the call in show. But of course, Sunday shows will go on uninterrupted. Hope to see you right back here Sunday at 9 Eastern, as usual. Have a good